Yo, what's up? This is Ryan here, the producer of the hottest sports show in the Southern Hemisphere. That is, of course, the MKT Show, which is live right here on cliffcentral.com, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Just wanted to drop in and let you know that not only are we putting out a podcast daily, but we are also covering the AFCON 2021 football content live on TikTok as the tournament progresses. Find out more information by following our social platforms on Twitter, on Facebook, on Instagram, and of course, TikTok. Or you can just follow our link put in the podcast description below. Join us as we celebrate AFCON 2021 right here on the MKT Show, where all fans play. Yo, I put it like, wow, this that sound. These oaks don't work hard like me, I hope they know by now. Bail, bail, stand my ground. Throw these money trees, go overseas like Percy Tau. I'll make sure you stay around. Quiet when I'm under loud. No negatives allowed. Me positivity took a vow. I always play to win. Don't anticipate loss. Mind always in the clown, my boy. Never think about the drop. Never, ever, ever think about the drop. Welcome to our sports fans. It is the MKT show. <clears throat> it's the second day of the second month in this year. Good time to be alive. As we say in the Republic of South Africa, good time to be alive. The Oaks and the Bettys out there. Um, weirdly, it's getting hotter. Generally, February starts to head the other way. But um, it's getting warmer. Uh, February in Johannesburg since I was a wee little boy all those years ago. Used to be a bit of a recovery time. It was perfect weather, but now it is scorching. Which is great, because I've had a bit of a rainy season, which is more Cape Town than Joburg. And if you don't live here, you don't know that, but Cape Town is generally hot summer, rainy winter, and Joburg is usually the other way around. Dry, cold winter. And then half-decent summer. But it's been been awful by um, Joe standards and that's the end of the weather report because there's weather everywhere um, big day in sports yesterday uh, the Obama Yang transfer has been confirmed still hasn't been registered but everything has been signed so we'll talk a little bit about Barcelona and why I would be worried if I was Barcelona fan, fan um, at least in the immediate term maybe not long term because the the way the league is built financially I'm not sure there's anything that other clubs can do to hold Barcelona down, no matter how well run they are. But in the next five years, I'd be extremely worried. Um, Chelsea, a lot of fans saying, can't believe it. Can't believe it. They didn't buy anybody. Talk a little bit about that and my thoughts around that. And then involving both clubs, I just want to discuss the Dembele issue. He's out of contract in the summer. And we'll talk a little bit about that and what my thoughts are on Usman Dembele. Interesting figure. His whole life, it's been a, it's been a whole interesting vibe since Borussia Dortmund. We'll talk about it. And, um, I think there's a, there, there's a big warning signal for clubs, but hey, this is football. People are not rational. <laughs> they will, they will overlook things. Yeah, they will overlook things. So we'll talk about Dembele and why I think there are warning signs there. Joining me today, a man uh, known as Hawksley on uh, Twitter, but as Ryan on Every other platform. Not sure if uh, people have slid in his DMs yet. 
after three ladies did slide in my DMs to ask about his situation. Not sure if that's happened yet for him, uh, ladies and gentlemen, Ryan James Tindalai. What's happening? <clears throat> what's happening? I'm here, what's happening? Shout out, Bert. <laughs> what's it today? Is it, is it Wednesday today? Tuesday. To be honest, I've, I've lost track. I think it's Wednesday. Yeah. Again, we don't date the podcast. Can't do that. I mean, although you have done that now. I have just done it. So, rookie, rookie error. It's like saying, I don't, I don't mean to be rude, <laughs> but your thighs are fat or whatever, you know? Whenever people say what they're not doing, generally they're headed that way. And generally, if you're around people and they go, I don't mean to be racist. And then it's followed by, you know what I mean? Generally a stereotype, which is like, Ish, shouldn't have said that, but don't let your HR person hear you say that. You know what I mean? Yes. I've just made the rookie error of pointing out what day it is. Yeah. But, but it's okay. Luckily, you didn't like go. <laughs> Friend of mine says. There's no good way to put this. So a friend of mine, <clears throat> she is a cork or a Caucasian. Still not a thing. It's gone. Cork, short for Caucasian. Um, but she only dates black guys, right? So no, we have not dated. We, we've just been friends for a long time. Mm. And, um, mm. <laughs> she, she always, so she's hysterical, but the way she asks things, she doesn't realize that if she said that to people, it would, it would be like a stand up routine. So some of the things she'll say to me is like, do you think my bum is big enough? Like, but like black girl big. You, but but you can't really say that, especially today. You know what I mean? But she'll say it because she's she, in her mind. She needs a bigger bum, so black guys will like her. I'm like, okay, I mean, <laughs> that's fine. I'm not sure that applies across the board, but you do you. Um, so that's a trap for her or for me? No, for you. <clears throat> no, 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 no. We beyond. We well beyond any of that. Okay. Yeah. Joking. Sometimes if you know people too well. There's no dating them, I'm afraid. You know, it's like you wouldn't date your sister. No, I don't mean it's a trap like that. I mean, a comment like that is a trap. Do you mean like, uh, do, do I look fat in these jeans? Yeah. Not really, because she's trying to get her bum bigger. She, she's doing the squats in the, in the gym. Yeah, but she's giving you the option to say yes or no. Yeah, no, okay. we, like I said, we'd be on yeah, that. Yeah, no, no, but I'm a, saying in general, that question, oh, in like, general is a trap. Like if she asks somebody else. Yes. Yeah, no, 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 but for me. No, I'm, for you, it's. I'm just like, get story. out of here. What are you phoning me about? Let's move on or phone me back when you have something to talk about. <laughs> but she is hysterical. I have to tell you, one of the, genuinely one of the, so I don't know so many funny people in life, by the way. <clears throat> I realize this. Like being funny is not a thing everyone has. And. I, I, when I meet somebody, especially ladies, I, I don't know if that's sexist or not. I don't know a lot of funny girls. I don't. Is that because our society doesn't let girls be funny, or or what's the vibe? No, no, no. It's the other way around. Our society makes girls think that they are hilarious because guys will laugh at anything they say. Yeah, I know that's true. That's true. That's so why it's a bit too much on the one side. There's no. Well, I don't want to say there's no, but there's there's only a few like genuinely funny. Funny people. But, but is that because most stuff is built for guys? 
Do you, you know what I mean? Like TV is built for guys, largely speaking. It's, it's not, it's like sport. And in every role, the girls are generally supporting act. You know what I mean? Again, this is like, uh, it's a bit of a trap question. But it, I mean, they are, they are funny. No, like, like, I mean, you don't have to comment. I'm just telling you what I think. No, no, no like, I'm, I'm, I don't know a lot of funny girls. No, well, are they all married? Neither do I. I and I guess if you're funny, you're generally taken because f- funny is makeup. Yeah. Yeah. It'll cover a lot of your shortcomings as a person. If you can be funny, because people like to feel good, dude. Yeah. Or I don't know. I think people like to feel good. No, it, it is a thing. It is that. Yeah. Because I, I was watching Gareth's show a couple months back and he had a lady on that thing. Her name is Nina Hastings. Hasty. Hasty. So. Yeah. Hilarious. Yeah. Camp one of one of the few also. Because I also don't know many She's funny... also got a black guy thing, by the way. Oh, is it? Yeah, big time. It's well known. <laughs> <laughs> I, I was... So I didn't know who Nina was before that show. Oh, wait. I do recall this conversation. Yeah. No, no. It was, it was hilarious. <laughs> and she is hilarious. Never met her. But again, see, no matter what character flaws Nina might have, because she's hysterical... And also, you can do too much with being funny. You, you, you know, yeah. some people are... Yeah, it's, it's like what we were talking about. You're either the guy or the girl, or you're not. You know what I mean? Because I would like to think I'm a funny guy. Mm-hmm. I, used to, I used to want to be a comedian when I was young. Mm-hmm. I thought it was hilarious. But the thing is, one thing I've come to learn about like being funny is it's all about timing. Like, you can't say too much, and, there's, and you know, there has to be a time and place. And, and you don't want to crack too many at one time. You know what I mean? Like, it's got to be... You don't want to be a clown. There's a science to it. Yeah. Yeah. Because yeah. there's laughing with you and there's laughing at you. Those are very different. Yes. Yeah. When people... Very different. Yeah. If you can be funny and people laugh with you 90% of the time, it's a... So, but I would imagine all the funny girls are taken. That I, I have to say that because, mm. <clears throat> boy, oh boy, have I met some plain people recently. I'm just like, does nothing happen in your life? Why don't you have a personality? But also, I'm, I am who I am. <laughs> you know, not, not, I'm coming to realize not, not a very reasonable person. I don't think it's reasonable. I think people just have different preferences. It's all, it's all, again, all depends on where they hang out, who they hang out with. Nothing worse than boring people, though. Yeah, no, I agree. And, and, and there are a lot of boring people. And, and you, you know, I don't know, how, how would you approach boring people? Because, I will walk away if you're boring. Like, like I'm not like a. I'm gonna engage about your, you know, your boss and them not willing to promote you, even though you work so hard. Like, I'll walk away. I'll be. I'll just be like, okay, cool. Hey, nice to meet you. Bye. I've met a couple of boring people in my life, but the thing is, they just need a bit of time to warm up. So that's one thing I I do with a lot. I give people time. Mm, okay. So I used to hang out with a lot of the nerds in high school. I mean, you could have even said I was one of them. I used to hang out with them all the time, but I was Mr. Funny Man. But these guys were like, you know, by the book. Didn't want to say too much. Barely spoke. But when you hang out with them a bit, you know, let them warm up. Let them get comfortable in the space. Then it's uh, then they warm up. No, not all, by the way. No, all. I hear you. I hear you. But some people just need that time to warm up. Some people aren't on it every day. We are in the entertainment business. It's our job to be on it all the time. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah, but I do know boring people. None of them are my friends, by the way. I will not be friends with boring people. You're on the clock. Like, I've got to, I'm going to die soon. 
He's very straight, eh? <laughs> Barrett was calling me out yesterday. He called me a nine. I don't know what that means. Oh, that's uh, he's into numerology. Oh, is it? Yeah, yeah. He so says it's, James it's a, and I are the same. Personality type, yeah. Yeah. So he says... I mean, it's nonsense. Let's, let's be very clear. Numerology is absolute tosh. And I'm not that guy. <laughs> like yesterday, we had the most ridiculous conversation with Barrett about some of his other stuff that he believes. And I'm just like... Whereas you and uh, there is a lady who works at um, Cliff Central called Simpua. You guys are generally, you, we have very different personalities, right? And I was like, no, this is nonsense. Stop saying this. And I feel like more 15-year-old girls need to hear that because we have a lot less yoga chakra type girls who tell you about the blue energy or whatever nonsense if guys weren't thinking with below the waist at 15 to 30 or whatever you know what i mean <laughs> so so yeah i yeah, mean people are people are wild though they are they are wild animals as i said yesterday people it's uh it's, it's like fun to see how different people are and can be yeah not all the time not when you don't have time and you have i'm to dying soon. someone and yeah. i'm dying soon i'm like 50 years time i'll be gone it's yeah. not that long and there are there is some time you'll just never get back Got to cut people off. I mean, some people are painful. They are painful. Like, but nobody ever tells them that. That's the problem. I think is it because people want to be liked? Like, I don't know why people wouldn't just go. You're boring. This is terrible. Because it's rude. (laughs) And it's 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 a tough line because you don't want to be that guy. But but who decides what's rude? Like like I think we all know what's rude. No, we live uh, in a society. Society decides what's rude. Yes, but I mean, the, it's there comes a point where it's if you were, let's say, Ryan, let's say you're a loud person, right? You like you had a funeral and you're listening to Buster Rhymes. Is it going to be rude for me to come and say, "Hey, what the hell are you doing, bro? Turn that bloody thing off." No. So then why is it rude if I come to, like, if, if you're taking my time and you're boring and, I, and I'm like, no, this is not a good investment. But who are you to say it's boring? No, but it's my time is what I'm saying. I'll tell you who I am. Yeah, I'm, but, the, I'm the owner of my time. But it's, it's how you handle people. I'm with you. So you just say to them, look, I got to go. You don't say, listen, you're boring. I wish I never stopped you. I'll check you tomorrow. But you know what? I forget who the professor is. It's called extreme honesty. And I mean, obviously, we can't all walk around like this. But are you not doing that person a disservice? Because there are people who think they are the life of the party, but nobody likes them. Do you know any of these people? Ah, there were a couple in high school, but it was one of those things where I didn't like them and everyone else did. And that was annoying. And I was like, oh, <laughs> these people are entertaining this dude. Why? But yeah. I mean, in high school, I was a different guy. I, I didn't like anyone. Yeah. I wonder high school was a different time. I think everyone can relate. So you can just write those years off. Yeah. I mean, unless you enjoyed it, like me. Well, yeah. And I'm yeah. like, like, yeah. oh, that was awesome. I wish I, I, wish yeah. I could somehow have a mix bit of now and then. It would be nice. You also went to like probably the best school in South Africa, allegedly. Yeah. But, it's, you yeah. know, that, that's what it is. Lunch is delivered by helicopter. No, no, no. That's, uh, <laughs> that's whinging parents. That's whinging parents. That did happen. And uh, if your parents came, let me just tell you something about boarding school. Do not allow your parents to come and sort an issue out the rest of that year 
will be awful for you. Lots of guys had to leave after that happened. Yeah, but that should be a rule in general, not just boarding school. I mean, my mom never ever did. Not that she didn't want to, but she was like, Ryan, you at school every day. So it's best you know how to sort things out. I can't, I can't defend you all the time. And then you did have the odd people's parents came in and made a big stink about whatever was going on. Yeah. But I've, I've always said more middle class kids, girls and boys, by the way, need to be punched in the face just to, just to realize you, you can't talk to people a certain way. You know what I mean? Like, like, and if you, if you want to, you're going to get punched in the face. Like, I think more, a lot more middle class and upper middle class kids need to be punched right in the face. See, so you just solved your own issue. You can't speak to people like that. Otherwise, you're punched in the face. No, but what I'm saying is um, that that needs to happen earlier so that old Sally Susan boring face, <laughs> like, knows that, the, you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. Like if they, you know what I wish? I wish there was a watch that could tell people how it's going. Like, the watch could, like, Google glasses and read my face. Like, I'm in pain now. I'm trapped here. Because they're... they're, they're I'm not no, crazy for what I'm saying. Some people don't pick that up because I find if I'm in a boring conversation, yeah. the silence, the silence says everything. Like all of a sudden, it's like, dude, can't you pick up that this conversation <laughs> needs to end? But some people will just ramble, right? No, they will. They'll, they'll I, just talk through it, like, and then not give you a chance to answer. What do you think? Well, now that I think about it, some people are lonely, though. That's another thing I picked up, like my neighbor as well. I feel a bit bad for him. Like he came over the other day. And he's the guy who's um, constantly having uh, like all the ladies in his jacuzzi. Yeah. Okay. And he came over the other day and stayed the whole afternoon and then he left. And then uh, we warned him that my dad was doing some drilling like at late at night. He was busy fitting a light switch or whatever. And he's like, oh, can I, can I come help? And I was like, this poor dude, he's chilling there on his own. Like, I feel bad. Yeah, being lonely is, uh, it's not so, awesome. So some people just need to talk and, you know, it's just, yeah, you just have to stand there. And, and I know you don't like that, but you can't tell them off because, hey. You feel bad. I do. But I mean, that's my, I'm, I'm, I'm a nine, according to Barrett. Yeah. I don't feel bad for that. <laughs> like, I don't, I don't feel bad cutting people off because they don't feel bad eating into my time. So let, let's meet each other halfway. You, you'll feel your feelings will be a little bit hurt, right? Mm. But my feelings will be saved as well, because now I'm not resentful. Like, like also, so, so smart to me is important. Mm. And again, smart people are generally taken because if you're smart, you'll be interesting. If you're smart, you don't have to be funny. That that that's also another thing, because you can tell me about lots of things. Like oh. You know, the, why, why are whiskey barrels filled with wax at the bottom? Tell me about that. You know what I mean? Like if you can go there, yeah, plus just, you can tell me about economics a little bit, plus you can tell me, oh, do you know the difference between a Samsung and an iPhone, how it's made, blah, blah, why, what the different design is from Korea? Like, I like those things. For me, I, I, I really, I'm really into details. Oh, do you like that? Well, yeah, I, I like to know, cause I, I really like what builds culture. Like mm. why are South Korean people that way? And if you look at things like the way they make their TVs, the way they make it, you know, as opposed to a German TV, it tells you a lot about the society. Somebody who can link that, so a Philips light bulb, like a friend of mine, right, can tell you why a Philips light bulb is different to an American light bulb. 
and he'll tell you he, he'll extrapolate that to the society, right? That's cool. I feel and, like Rogan's a bit like that. Oh, I, well, I don't know Joe Rogan. No, your friend Rogan. <clears throat> oh, yeah. Oh, Rogan Hill. Rogan Hill. Incredible mind, by the way. Because, I mean, he was telling me a whole lot of things at that TikTok watch along we did a couple of weeks ago. Like, what was he telling you? No, remember he was, <laughs> he had me like on the stand about drinking water. It was hilarious. And then he was, he was marching off facts off the top of his head. And I was like, uh, can't really answer you right now, but I'll get back to you. So Rogan will tell you about test cricket, right? And then he'll tell you about a 1950s song linked to a love film and why they used it and listen for the error. So again, there's a guy, Rogan Hill and I will sit all day. Like just because he can go anywhere, right? Yeah. A sport, culture, mu- music. Are you kidding? Encyclopedia. Like you think Barrett knows a lot about music? Who works here with us? Yeah. Not even close. Like Rogan, the last sixty years of music, and he's in IP law as well. Mm. So he he's he, very you know, interesting guy. Um, he he was helping artists sue the SABC, and he he was their their oh, legal was he representative. One of the- no, he was the. He was the guy. Yeah. And who did he represent? All it was like 50 artists. Probably the Kiffness as well. <clears throat> well, I don't know. Uh, but, but it was 50 artists, give or take. So, so he's, he's, did he an, win? He, who's that? Did he win? I don't know. I think it's still going. But uh, anyway, but same guy who went to, um, so he inspired me. He went to Prague to go and watch Depeche Mode. So, so he'll do it. He'll do that. You know what I mean? That's his range. So don't be boring. And also, it's your job to make yourself not boring. It's not my job to find you interesting, by the way. No, that's I, I, true. More people need to hear this. Read a book. Go and do stuff. And I don't mean do it on Instagram. If you can't afford to travel, read a book. Watch a documentary. You know what I mean? Because, you know, there's nothing better. I don't know for you, for you, for me, right? I don't know what it's like for you. There's nothing better than when you tell me something I didn't know. Like, there's nothing better for me. And I would imagine it's the same for all people. Mm. You know what I mean? Do you want me to inform you on something now? Sure. Yeah. Get you, get you interested. Well, let's see. Maybe it's boring and I will tell you. PlayStation. Go ahead. So, you know, we just had the most recent move. I think it was a Blizzard Activision bought out by Microsoft mm-hmm. for like an incredible amount. I forget. Like half a trillion dollars, wasn't it? Like 500 billion. Or was, it, was it 50 billion or 500 billion? I think it was 50 billion. Or $63 billion. Sensational. I remember because they were saying that, um, who is it, uh, the people who made the Game Boy? Nintendo. Nintendo's entire market cap is $59 billion. Like, so just to put it in perspective what a big deal that was. So PlayStation have gone out now mm-hmm. for $3 billion, I think. It was either 3 or $30. i will double check it. But they just bought Bungie. Okay. Which so is- it's, it's the gaming company that built Halo. Is Halo still big, though? Halo's big, but the problem is it's been Microsoft exclusive <laughs> its whole life. So now this is a bit of a weird thing because PlayStation has just bought out Bungie, the, the Xbox. No, no. Ex- well, no, uh, PlayStation's not a company. Sony would have had to buy it. Oh, uh, Sony, yeah. Well, the division of Sony, PlayStation, bought Bungie. Oh. Which is insane because they've been Microsoft exclusive, which means if... Activision decides to take Call of Duty exclusive, which I don't think they will because there's a couple of contracts in place, whatever, for now at least. Bungie can say, whoa, hold on. We with Sony 
are, are they going to make that Sony exclusive now or PlayStation exclusive? As opposed to um, the Xbox? As opposed, uh, yeah. I'm not sure. If, if you I don't think it's as big of a deal, but I mean, this is one of, I'm sure, a few that PlayStation are targeting. But this is the first confirmed buy from PlayStation. And also, isn't it weird that now these gaming companies are being bought by the gaming people? No, because that's what you want to do. It's like Netflix are like, why does it make sense for us to go and buy Spider-Man? Let's just make our own movies. You've seen where they've gone. I know. Look how many Netflix exclude. Because that's the model. Bring it in-house. The last thing you need is George Clooney telling Netflix how to work. You know what I mean? They, They hate that. Corporates hate that. But the thing is, right, you've seen the Adam Sandler movies before Netflix and after he signed the, the Netflix contract. Oh, I haven't really seen any of the new stuff. I'm not really an Adam Sandler fan. Firstly, that's terrible. You can't be a cultural commentator and not be an Adam Sandler fan. He's one of the OGs in the game. Secondly, um, <laughs> I don't think it's as good. The reason why I'm saying this is because I like the external thinking outside of the gaming market. Because, you know... It's that whole, it's that same uh, thing of if I could do the job, I would, but I've brought you in to do it a certain way. Mm. And so those gaming companies are doing it a certain way, but now will it have to go through the approval process of PlayStation or, you know, Microsoft for Activision? It's an interesting one. Listen, companies are built to grow. They're not built to stay the same and they are not interested in anything but profit. Yeah. That, that, and that's it. And I mean, you, you've got to own the intellectual property, otherwise you're wasting time. And the only reason I'm bringing this up is because I'm going to relate to sport right now. Mm-hmm. EA is no longer the exclusive rights holder of FIFA. From next FIFA, though, not this FIFA. No, this coming one. So September this year. 23. Yes. Yes, yeah. Yeah. So, but what that actually means is it doesn't mean that they're not going to make a FIFA game. It just means they're not going to be the only ones holding the exclusive rights. So EA will still put out another FIFA, but it just means this opens up the whole FIFA thing to firstly eFootball, which is the free game online now, and secondly, um, probably 2K. I think 2K will do a great job because they've done such a good job on NHL and NFL and to, uh, you know 2K basketball. So, but now are they are they opening up the so so now other companies can buy their licenses? Yes. So Pro Evolution Soccer, does that still exist? Uh, no. So that's, uh, Pez used to exist and then it was bought out and they decided to make it a free game. Remember? I don't so, remember. <laughs> so it happened a couple of months ago. So now instead of buying that game, they decided we can't compete with FIFA. This is before FIFA, you yeah. know, they had the exclusive rights with EA. So now it's free on the store. There's obviously just unlockables that you can buy. So it's like a Fortnite situation. So the game is free for anyone who wants to download it. The only thing is they don't hold the FIFA uh, rights like what EA had, although maybe now it might change. So like Juventus had a different name. Yeah, yeah, no, all of them. I I, I remember that, yeah. <laughs> Do you remember all the different stadium names and everything like that? So yeah, so now this is going to be interesting because I'm excited to see where FIFA is going to go, not on EA, and will it will it be done better? Well, I mean, I can't the see thing anything is, changing. Yeah, well, because it's about the game engine, isn't it? Uh, like, I don't know this world so well, but the difference between Pro Evolution and FIFA is the game engine. It, yes. it, it, the fun one is, was always Pro Evolution back in my day, and then EA was always the rigid, more realistic game. But now, if 2K jumps in on this, I mean, 
we don't we don't know. I mean, just from playing two K NBA, because that's how I started learning about basketball. I got into basketball by picking up the game first, and I'm just I'm I don't know how it's going to turn out because they like it's so smooth their engine. Like I don't know whatever two K do, it's such a smooth, um, I don't know gameplay in terms of players and and so it's gonna be interesting because also remember fifa have that way of of measuring the players stamina and speed and all that kind of stuff so it's gonna be interesting to see uh, where they're actually gonna take it now yeah i'll be uh, uh look out for either sony or microsoft to to buy ea sports that's the move i don't think so i think ea is too big well what, what's their what are they worth they can't be worth 50 billion Bill Gates, go, that's nothing. Don't worry about it. We, we got you. I'll have a look now. Because EA Sports is what? Um, w- what big games have they got left outside of FIFA? So I think... I think they have... They actually do have an NHL game. So they have the, the hockey stuff on there. They have... Um, I think they have uh, Need for Speed. They've got... I don't know. I don't know who Madden's with. Do you know who Madden's with? So it says that their total assets are worth about $11.11 billion. Nothing. So, so look, I, I'm not even kidding. Look out for Microsoft or Sony to buy that. That's interesting. That's yeah. the next move. Because they're, they're not that big. Imagine if Sony buys it. Because actually it did come up in a rumors page I was on like a week ago. And it said EA was a rumored like gaming thing for Sony to buy. But imagine if that if Sony makes it exclusive to PlayStation. No, but that's it will the, change the game because that's the move. Look what Netflix do, right? They'll buy movies and stuff, and it's Netflix exclusive. Look what Spotify are doing. Joe Rogan, what's the thing? He's the biggest guy. What do you do? Bring Spotify him in house, and you can only watch it on on here. That's the move. It's all about the intellectual property. Um, a guy used to drink a lot, right? And when I say used to, it's because he's dead now. Um, Winston Churchill used to say the empires of the future are the empires of the mind. It, it doesn't matter. The, the console is not where it's at anymore. So Sony don't care about that. Place it, like Microsoft do not care about the Xbox. Who makes it, right? Because you want to get eyes on the screen. And how do we get them fixed to the screen? Because eventually, I would say there's probably four or five consoles left. We're going to VR now. No, I don't think VR will survive. Listen, I don't know if you know this. Smart, smart Oxford guy used to control his um, wheelchair with his eyes. Mm. People think we're miles away from that. We are not. No, no, no I'm, I'm not saying that. Why I'm saying this is because the people who play video games, and I'm not saying everyone, but generally don't like to move around. They like to sit and calm down. VR, you have to stand up, look around, and people don't want to do that after a long day of work. Maybe it's a fun experience now. Mm-hmm. I just don't see the longevity in VR. I think maybe for, you know, those interactive movies and things, but mm-hmm. I know for me, when I'm playing football, uh, when I'm playing FIFA or any sort of game on the console, I don't want to move around. I want to sit there and just play. My prediction in the next five years, EA Sports will be owned by either Sony or Microsoft. Because it's the way it's going. I've watched, in my business, I've watched Netflix and Spotify do what they're doing, right? Uh, the Ringers next, um, the, the, those types of guys, is they are bringing... Because now it's about capture the talent, bring it in-house, and do it your way. But I may be wrong. Maybe maybe it goes the other way. EA Sports say, 
Listen, we for the people, I doubt it though, because Microsoft will say 30 billion. What do you think of that? <laughs> Tough to turn down. Ubisoft's yeah. also in the mix on that rumor page I was reading. To you? To Sony. It, that's what makes sense. Ubisoft is your Assassin's Creed's, it's your, uh, what's the other one? Far Cry's, things like that. Listen, Disney own Fox and ESPN. Yeah, that's so crazy. Disney own everything. That's what you have to do. Like we have to get away from a, it's like, think of it this way. Cause a lot of people still think, Oh, I need to buy and own a house. I need to buy a car. That's crazy. It's 30 years ago thinking. People lease cars now. Smart people lease their cars now. Like you go to sophisticated countries. People are not buying cars anymore. You lease it after two years, you let it go. Where do people stay now? People used to say, I want to stay in a hotel. It's crazy now. I stay in an Airbnb. Like it's, it's moving to a new world where owning hard stuff, like tacit stuff on the ground, not so important. Intellectual property. I'm telling you. I'm telling you. I might be wrong, but, uh, EA Sports, I give it. Where were we, right? 2022. Yes. 20, by 2025, EA Sports will be owned by either Sony or Microsoft. Write it down. It might even help on the American side of things in terms of sales. Who knows? Think about it. That, that, that's my only prediction. That, that is my prediction. All right. On the other side, we'll talk about um, sports with the real people in real life. It's uh, the MKT show. So, Ryan, um, our voice is a little bit better, but I couldn't find, there's something that would really get it there, you know what I mean? Turmeric. Got it, you gotta have turmeric. I don't like turmeric. Yeah, but. It's right. terrible. You don't drink water as well, you know what I mean, right? Gotta drink water. I, I dreamt that I drank water last night. And, oh, that's a nightmare. It sounds like a night, that's not a dream, that's a nightmare. No, I was being drowned. Did you, oh, did, oh really? <laughs> oh, in uh, your mind? Yeah, in my mind, I was like, ah, oh, I'm drinking water. What a what a nightmare! It's because I've been thinking about. Um, I was watching a Super Bowl advert the other day, and I was thinking about uh, the Super Bowl. Sure. Sponsor of the Super Bowl is Pepsi. Sure. Pepsi and uh, a water company called Aquafina, mm-hmm. which is featured on one of my favorite artist songs. And I was so I was clearly thinking about it last night when I was sleeping. And I was just thinking about drinking this Aquafina. So that's good advertising from them. Yeah. Aquafina. That's where you want to be. Who owns it? Pepsi. <clears throat> oh, yeah, you said that. Mm. No, so I, that's why I was, I was just thinking about it last night. And I woke up and I was like, oh, it's just a dream. <laughs> a friend of mine, a friend of mine, Toby, once looked after the CEO of Pepsi's kid at, at Aspen in Colorado. Wow. Ski resort. I've never actually looked up who the owner of Pepsi is. Is a cool guy? Well, he's not the owner. He's just the CEO. And I'd imagine it's not one guy, you know what I mean? Yeah. It's just a, like a massive company. Which is bigger? Coca-Cola or Pepsi? <laughs> it's Coca-Cola by some... By far, hey? No, it's not close. No, because I know in, <laughs> in America, Pepsi's huge. That's... Because uh, here, it's not as big. No, it's here, not it's not even a question. It's not close. Coca-Cola is... Uh, yeah, it's a monster. Warren Buffett owns 7% of Coca-Cola, by the way. That's insane. My my aunt's brother used to be the MD for Coca-Cola. Yeah, South Africa. So you go to his house. So would you not say he's your uncle? No. 
No, because it's my aunt on her side. and It's not direct family. What do you call that? I don't know. That's why I'm... That's why I say it's my aunt's brother. So she married your uncle? Or, or she married my dad, yeah. She married your brother? My mom's, my mom's brother. Yeah, what do you call She that? married my mom's brother, and then her brother, so their uncle. I suppose I could also call him uncle, but just sound, I've never called him uncle. Just call him Johnny or whatever. Yeah, so I just go into his house, and it's just Coke memorabilia everywhere. So was he it's literally like a kingdom? CEO of Coke, like Africa, South Africa? Yeah. South, South Africa. Africa, yeah. M- MD. Is that the same thing? Managing director. I don't know. I don't know. So, so where is he now? Oh, he's retired now. Oh, man. That's, that's awesome. How old was he when he retired? Uh, he was probably like 55, maybe 58. So he's in his 60s now. Oh, that's awesome. Is he fit? Yeah. No, he. Oh, whenever he'd go to his house, he would grind me because every time I have a cup of Coke, he's like, listen, if you're going to drink um, a cup of Coke, he says, I know, I work for the business. You need to dilute, dilute half of that with water. And then to work it off, you need to walk around the block. That's what he would say. What country does he live in now? No, he lives here. Oh, awesome. He's got, he's got properties all over. Like, don't, don't get me wrong. The man is, is like oh, well, he was properly there. sorted. What you want to do is live in South Africa. So for our international audience, let me tell you something. I haven't been to every country in the world. But if you can make money... The only place to live is South Africa. The quality of life here is and he, just... And he loves it, eh? No, because it's cheap. So the life you live here, by the way, you and I live, somebody cleaning our house, is impossible. You have to be a footballer in England to live that life. And and even some of them don't live the life we live. Yeah. People were doing your garden. <laughs> it's hysterical. Will Smith has that in America. When I did tell some of the Australian people who I was hanging out with while I was over there, mm-hmm. like we have car guards, and they're like, what for? Mm. I had no idea. No, it's a, it's, a, it's a completely different life. Good for him. Yeah, no. He owns like a, I think to have like a wine farm. and No, he's. Does he have a coffee shop? That's what, that's what rich guys I, are doing now. They, they want a coffee shop so. where they can go and sit and <laughs> drink coffee all day. No, I don't think so. But I do know he's got like one or two farms. Um, and his kids, you, you know, uh, work for the for the farms and and things like that. Well, they they like my, what, double my age now, mm-hmm. so they his kids are like in their late thirties, forties. So, ah, good for them. No, he's living a life. But every time I walk in there, I see all this coke memorabilia. I'm like, oh man, is he a boring guy? You ever I, thought about it? Because rich people get away with a lot. I haven't spoken to him enough for me to make that judgment. Only because, you know, I suppose he's the big cheese at every family sort of reunion. Yeah, a lot of big cheese people get away with nonsense. I'm also not that guy. I don't care if you're rich. If you're boring, I'm not doing it. I'm out. Thanks, man. He seems man. like a cool guy. Well, he, you know, or maybe he'll tell you the reason is I wasn't trying to be exciting. I was trying to win. And I was, the, what was he, the managing director for the Coke? managing director for Coke. Sounds like he's doing fine. Yeah, no, he's, no, he's oh, fine. Like, He's doing fine. But I just thought, I was like, wow, that is... But, Ryan... That's insane. Does he drink um, rehydrate or what's it called? The Prime hydration. Prime hydration. Has he ever had prime hydration? No. No, he hasn't. No, he hasn't. No, he hasn't. He can have his hundreds of millions, but he's not drinking prime hydration. Well, neither am I at this point. I'm trying to get it. You know what I mean? But Should we, should we, should we reach out to Jake Paul, see if we can get him on the show? Logan. He's here. He's so in Cape Town. He, you said, should we reach out to him? I would. Why don't, uh, you, why don't you DM him? 
I'm a small account. I'm a very small fish. So what? No, I'll, I'll give it a shot. Uh, uh, Matt Damon is married to a waitron. She was a waitress. You know what I mean? Yeah, she, but I feel like if you're Matt Damon, you can have anyone you want. You're no, well, what, no what about the waitress? You just, uh, it's a little bit sexist. Why you only think of, I'm saying, what about the lady? She was a waitress. She literally served him as a waitress. It's his wife now with kids. So shoot your shot is my point. Okay. Or not. You gotta, well, you gotta have the confidence, right? Be, be Matt Damon's wife. No, we'll do it. I don't think you're gonna do it. You don't sound uh, very confident. I'll shoot them at the end, but they're, they're in Cape Town. Oh no. If only there was a way to get there. Hmm. But let's think about it. Maybe by the end of the show, we invent something that can leave the ground. You know what I mean? But let's not talk crazy. You know, now that you got your voice back. Yeah. You're shooting a lot of shots. Unlike you. <laughs> <laughs> All right, let's talk um, some football. Uh, yesterday, Ryan wore his Barcelona top. Back when they were good, though. Before the mess that they are now. But they are in a bit of a situation, right? And in life, don't, don't mistake activity for productivity. So... They did that for a long time. And one thing they have done is replaced some guys. And some people may say upgrade, good, bad. And also change for the sake of change is not always good. Right? You must think about that. I've had these issues in life where I'm just like, I'm going to change. Because we've all made this mistake. Change a partner. Change houses. Change countries. And we don't think about every single situation. We just think about we get emotional instead of going, is this productive? Is it good for me? What, or what's going to happen with my family? Or, you know, you know, when you're changing, think about the entire ecosystem. But Barcelona's problems actually have not changed. They haven't changed. They, they, they've, all they've done is got newer problems that leave the same problems. Maybe a little bit nicer, a little bit more Instagrammable. But here's problem number one. Barcelona's team is still old. It's still, you've still, you brought back Danny Alves. It's still Gerard Piquet. It, 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 this is crazy what is going on. You cannot, you cannot have Sergio Busquet as your captain in 2022 and your star starting midfielder. It's just, it ain't going to work. It ain't going to work. So those problems haven't changed. And, and I guess everybody wants to say, yeah, but Traore, Torres, Aubameyang are here. Folks, let me just tell you something. If somebody is single three times in a year, every year, right, they are the problem. Traore didn't work out at Wolves. Couldn't get in the first team. Ferran Torres couldn't get in the first team. Phil Foden beat him out. Don't tell me about injuries, by the way. Availability is one of the greatest abilities. If you're not fit, why are you paying 50 million pounds for the guy? And then Pierre-Emerick Aubameyang. I've made this example before, all right? But I just want to tell people, people are who they are. It is, you, you know, you are not allowed to get upset at somebody for being who they are. You should be upset at yourself. If somebody's selfish and you get in a relationship with them or they're your brother or sister and they're selfish people, 
you're not entitled to get upset with that person. Be upset with yourself for expecting anything else. If your sister is self-centered and she makes every family lunch about her and you never get to chat to your mom or dad, whatever it may be, don't be upset at her. Don't go to the lunch. People are who they are. The way Pierre Emerick Aubameyang left Dortmund, all right, I told people, for me, the alarm bells went off. Number one, he went in January. No big-time players leave in January. No, not one. No proper apex legend, shout out James Ilsley, leave in January. But then I remember looking back and thinking, wait, Arsenal are a bunch of bums right now. This guy's got the best goal-scoring record in Europe. Why are Chelsea not in for this guy? Why are Bayern Munich, we know what they do in Germany, if you, if you do it at Dortmund and you're the guy. And Lewandowski back then was teetering. Right, he wasn't the Lewandowski years now, so they could have bought them both. Why are they not going for him? Why are Real Madrid not going for this guy? Well, if you're an Arsenal fan, you've seen why. Folks, don't overlook shortcomings for short-term gain. Uh, a mentor of mine once told me, "Do not burn your present for your future. Do not do it. It's not worth it. It is never worth it." So Aubameyang left Dortmund. It was ugly and it wasn't exactly uh, sort of a fat and set as we'd call it here in South Africa. Then the Arsenal thing has been calamitous from the beginning. Now you might say Arsenal are shambles, but look how it's ended. I don't understand people who meet somebody who's a heroin addict and they think they're the ones to change him. And I'm not saying Pierre-Emerick Aubameyang is a heroin addict, but my point is he's clearly wild and he's clearly low character. Say what you will. Listen, for him to leave Gabon the way he did as well, it, it is, is, are we just overlooking that? Are we overlooking that he flew over to Gabon on his way there, stopped in Dubai at a party that's come out. Now it's no longer a rumor. Got COVID, recovered, went back to Arsenal. Weird. He doesn't talk to anybody. He doesn't, exp- he doesn't communicate. And I think Arsenal shouldn't have made him captain, but that's a separate issue. But Pierre-Emerick Aubameyang, by the way, just because he's in Barcelona, is not a better person. And Barcelona have had character issues now for the last five, six years, starting right from the top. And Aubameyang isn't any different than he was at Arsenal. So it might work till the end of the season, but the very same late Aubameyang, the very same non-communicative Aubameyang, and whatever the reason was that Arteta got rid of him, you'll see him next year again. Because the thing, I know people like Pierre-Emerick Aubameyang. Just pay them and watch or who or see who they are. Yeah, oh, you'll be good boy now. Yes. On time. Just pay him and see what happens. You just see what happens with a guy like that. Folks, I'm not saying the man's a criminal. I'm just telling you it's a low character issue. Because Dortmund are a great club. They back their players. They always buy their players back from um, Bayern Munich. They are a loving club. They give players way too much time. Arsenal, high-class institution. I don't care what people say. From Abu Dhabi to Jack Wilshire, there are very few clubs who treat their players, their very own, like Arsenal Football Club. Very, very few. It is a high-class establishment. 
even if you don't like Arsenal, you have to give them that. They, they really take care of Carl Jenkinson, Chambers. I mean, look at some of the guys that are there. Bernd Leno, as ugly as that has gotten, they, they're still really treating the guy well. But when you're Adebayor, when you're Aubameyang, I'm sorry, that's a, that's a them thing. Please don't think you're going to change people. So Barcelona, I'm telling you, are in the mire. And if you're a Barcelona fan, I've got some bad news for you. They are now the Manchester United of Spain. And let me tell you something. Atletico Madrid are ready to pounce to be the second team in Spain now. Because Spain, we know, are a pyramid scheme now. They're, oh, excuse me, uh, Barcelona. But now you're going to see the results of that. Now you're going to see the results of that. Uh, one of my mentors once said to me, the doors of a business are never shut on the day that the building gets repossessed. Decisions made two, three years before that is what closes a business. So it's a farce at Barcelona right now. It's been low character and it is now in the culture to be mediocre. Pierre-Emerick Aubameyang is a symbol of that. It is unbelievable to me that a club like Barcelona would go near him. But it shows you, as the, as the Mandem say in London, days in the mud. Barcelona's in the mud. And it's self-inflicted. <clears throat> Folks, I, I want to tell you something. If, you, if you're a history fan like I am, the one truth in history is this. All great empires never collapse because of the enemy. All great empires collapse because of what is going on within. From the Byzantine Empire to the Roman Empire. They had nothing to do with everybody else. You fall because of what's happening within. Nobody comes from miles away. Think of your own personal life. The people who betray you are the people around you. Nobody comes from miles away to betray people. People have stuff to do. You're not that important. The people who will betray you and fall short and do stuff you'd never imagine are the people around you. Nobody comes from Durban to betray you. Nobody comes from Milan to betray you in Johannesburg. No. People don't have time for that. Barcelona or the Roman Empire and boy oh boy. What they're doing now is at the end, for those of you who don't know the history, they kept spending. They kept doing the Olympics. Why? Because the bourgeois wanted to keep pretending we're in charge. Everything's fine. Until Brutus said, the barbarians are at the gate. The great Julius Caesar said, are those barbarians at the gate? For 400 years, walls of, walls of Rome never breached until the barbarians were at the gate. And the barbarians are certainly in Catalonia now, and it is all over now. Inexperienced manager, Obama Yang. For Adama Traore, I don't know what the hype is. It has not worked. He can get into the Wolves team. You're Barcelona. And you think he's an upgrade on whatever you had before. So that is weird, first of all. That, that, no, I mean, that is weird. Ferran Torres couldn't beat out Phil Foden. Phil Foden is Man City's second choice. Why do Barcelona think he's going to be good enough for them? It's, it's crazy. But folks, this is what happens um, when you are desperate and you start to make decisions. So... For the next five years, and I called it with Arsenal 10 years ago, and I was right. For the next five years, Barcelona will not be a Champions League club. Write that down. It's all over. And I give Xavi until the end of next season, and then, you know, the honeymoon period is over. It is so crazy to me. Pierre-Emerick Aubameyang is at Barcelona. 
Unreal. Unreal. Ryan, you support, uh, you, you like Barcelona. I do like Barcelona. What do you think of PM Rico Bamian? I love him. Why? Because I used to watch him at Dortmund, and he was just such a lightning bolt at Dortmund. But you see, the Bundesliga is a whole different thing. And then when he came to Arsenal, I was like, okay, I'm just happy to see him in the Premier League. He's mm-hmm. going to do wonders. And he did yeah. for the first you know, little while. And then he became mediocre. But it's hard to be a shining star when you have a team that doesn't help. You know, Arsenal, Arsenal just weren't doing it. Yeah, I think there's probably two sides to that, right? Is that I, I can understand if, if Dortmund, he, he had to leave Dortmund the way he did. I get that, right? And that was weird. But then for, for him to leave Arsenal the same way, it's kind of like, let, let me put it to you this way. If, if a girl before you has two divorces, right? And you think to yourself, no, 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 the, the two guys were the problem. You're fooling yourself. <laughs> no, you're like if if somebody's two divorces in in life, you have to sit down and at some point say, no matter what happened, there's a common denominator here. And also, you have to look at the character of the people she or he who left. Mm. Dortmund are five star class, five star. There's he'd be the first player in the history of football. I can remember saying anything negative about Dortmund. They kicked him out in January. They're like, just anybody take this guy. And we've seen, listen, he's the highest paid player in Arsenal history, right? And they said, go and train with the kids. I'm telling you that Aubameyang story hasn't come out. And if there's one thing about Stan Kroenke that he's been very clear about, <laughs> I'm all about the money. I did see on the uh, deadline day transfer account or whatever that uh, Barcelona can actually terminate his account at any moment uh, if he... Something along the, they said they mentioned something along the lines of indiscipline. So if he doesn't follow the rules, there's an option to terminate his contract immediately. But it's not. That's not enough. No, 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 I know. But I'm just. So that's why something did go down. If they've put that in the clause, come on. No, but that's that's how you know something went down. If they've put that in the clause right away, something happened, as you said yesterday. Something happened in that thing with Arsenal. That they were like, okay, listen, if you step out of line once, you're done. But also, I just think that La Liga needs that spark again. Like, they've lost the spark. When, when Messi left, and then also the dudes at, at, at Real Madrid, I mean, the captain left. I forget his name. Sergio Ramos. Sergio Ramos left. Like, La Liga hasn't been exciting, or from what I've, in my opinion, since all of that's gone down. So now they need to bring people in. Adama Chauri, I don't know what, what's going on there. I think they're doing that thing uh, of Manchester. Manchester United is, is very good at doing that. Ah, Academy, come home. The prodigal son. The prodigal son. Adama Chauri, they're posting pictures from when he was in the academy. I'm like, ah, okay. They need some good PR is what they need. Yeah, and a baby oil sponsor. Yes. By the way, shout out to one of our, one of our watchers or listeners. Of, of the podcast. He, he's also on the TikTok live. JP, he tagged us in, in a video where, where you see him applying the baby oil. I, like, I thought you were just going on and on about it. Like, you know, but I didn't realize he actually puts it on no, that's for players a real thing. not to like grab onto him. Yeah. No, the that's coach. That's hilarious. He, he, his shoulder got dislocated by a guy pulling him. 
so if you if you see Adamatroyer playing now, he'll often go down on his knee because his right shoulder is dislocated right now. He's playing with a very loose shoulder. Sure. Yeah. No, no, no. The baby oil. And they get a coach to do it. Yeah, I, I saw it. <laughs> it's hilarious. I saw this video. That, so tag us in more videos like that. Like, And that's every game. hilarious. No, yeah, no, no, I saw. So yeah. I thought you and, you and Paolo were just, you know, laughing. But it's, <laughs> it's actually hilarious. That's hilarious. And like, what problem does he solve? If he wasn't good enough for Wolves, that, that, this is what I don't get about people. He was good at Wolves though. But he it, just didn't make the cut every time. But still, like, why are Barcelona going for him? There was a time when Barcelona had Thierry Henry on the bench, is what I'm saying. And also, how much did he get bought for? Like 23 million. But it's not the point. Is he shouldn't be at Barcelona football club. Are you kidding me, dude? This is the, one of the best clubs in the world. If you're a rotation option for Wolves, why are Barcelona looking at you? I don't understand that. Yeah, I also don't understand. Like, if you're starting at Liverpool, they should be looking at Mo Salah. Not at Dama Traore. Like, it's, it's been mediocre at Wolves for four years now. We've seen what you are doing. I wouldn't have gone to Salah. If anything, I'd, I'd look at Jota. Well, I mean, you, no, but you're not saying Jota's better than Mo Salah. No, but I'm saying that he's a firecracker. I'm saying... Most sellers is going to want a big paycheck, and Barcelona will pay it. Like, oh, they will. They, they, they've shown they'll pay anyone anything. They've got you don't cre- even need to exist. Actually, they have creative accounts. <laughs> they do. No, but so, but they should be getting the top end. For goodness' sake, it's Barcelona. They shouldn't be getting. Yeah, oh, but I just think, also like Bruno, uh, uh, what's his name? Is it Hernandez uh, at, at Manchester? Fernandez, yeah. Fernandez, sorry. Another one. I'd look at buying. Yeah, but that's top end. That's well, what I'm talking about. I don't think he's top end. That's I think he's end. right up there. But, yeah, he's... but that's proper. No, Bruno's proper. Are you saying Jota's not proper? Jota's mm, been... I don't know. Let's see a full season. Because okay. what's he done? He hasn't won a league title. Like, no, no, no. Pe- people get excited very quickly. Because like, if you're going to do it that way, Kai Havertz is the best player in the world then. In, in six months, he won the Champions League. In his first season, that's what he did. He scored in the Champions League final. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I remember that. But they should be going after Mason Mount. There was a time when Barcelona... Had, like I'm telling you, that Thierry Henry at his peak on the bench. There was a there's a famous photo of Ronaldinho, Thierry Henry, and Xavi sitting on the bench. That's hilarious. That's not that long ago. You heard of a guy called Pep Guardiola? He yeah. was the coach then. So it's not that long ago. Small name. Samuel Eto, Ludovic Juli. Yeah. Uh, like Lionel Messi, Iniesta. These were guys that were rotating in and out. Listen, um, a, a lot of young people won't know who Ludovic Juli is. <laughs> My God. My God. And he was their rotation option. It, it's just, they had Henrik Larsson. I mean, the great Henrik Larsson. Shout out to Arsenal losing the Champions League final um, against an offside goal to him and Eto'o. But, uh, and the, how much money did they get from Messi or was he a free transfer? No, no, yeah, they couldn't pay him. So they had to let him go, you know what I'm saying? So they couldn't pay him? Yeah. It's a pyramid scheme. They're out of money. Yeah. Well, that, that's why that's why I'd go for players like Jota. Well, Jota's, I would say, I'm, I'm at Liverpool. They pay my wages every week. No, thanks. And we're winning. No, we're not, I'm not playing Europa League football. That's where they're going. That's where they're well, I mean, the, I'm just saying, they brought a Dharma Traore in. Makes no sense. But you get what you deserve in life. I honestly thought he would have gone to Newcastle. Who, a Dharma? Yeah. Because he's not like up there with the big boys just yet. And but Newcastle aren't aren't you know pulling triggers on big guys as yet, or what they're doing is they're just being very strategic <laughs> in their moves. 
very well thought out. Adamantari, Saint Maxima. It, it's almost. I, I used the analogy yesterday. Barcelona have re- have replaced the girlfriend who's a heroin addict with a cocaine addict. Like you, oh, yes. you've already had. <laughs> you've already you've got Dembele, and you've seen what the problems are with vibes people. And then you go, you know what? Aubameyang's done it at two clubs. He won't do it with us. Did you see the the press release in Sky Sports yesterday? Which one? So the president of Barcelona, Juan Laporta, released a, a, a press statement about Usman Dembele because everyone was complaining. Mm-hmm. And he was saying, we put two very good offers in front of him. He's the one who decided that he's not going anywhere. He said, we even put an English club contract in front of him, which paid very well. He had no idea what made Usman Dembele turn and stay. Because now they're saying he doesn't want to be at Barcelona either, but he's but he chose to hang back. So they're saying in the summer he's gone. Uh, well, his contract's up. But, but I'm with players on this one. People always talk about loyalty. Clubs aren't loyal. Like, pay me my money. And, and I love that, uh, what Dembele is doing. It's like, because very quickly you turn around. I mean, I, I'm not in love with Dembele as a player. I think he's overhyped, but... But Barcelona, you know what happens when you you run like a spaza shop? <laughs> you don't. No, seriously, you, they they paid Bentley money for a tricycle. <clears throat> this is what happens because the great Warren Buffett has a great saying for this, and you're seeing it in the in this exact situation you're talking about. Price is what you pay, value is what you get. So when you paid 134 million pounds for Usman Dembele and gave him 250 thousand a week, when he's really a 40 million player and an 80,000 pound a week player, you get, and listen, th- th- there's a terrible saying in life. You get what you pay for. It's not true. Price is what you pay, value is what you get. More often than not, you don't get what you paid for. And, and also, that's life. That's life. You, and you have to do your research on somebody. They made a huge mistake spending the name of money on him. So that's not on Dembele. Pay me my money. That's what contracts are for. Where did he come from? Uh, Dortmund. Who also had, again, big warning. When a high-class institution has a problem with a guy, right? Barcelona, where were the red flags for you to go? Man, these guys treat their players well. Let's just ask some questions about this guy. Let's see. Like, I've got no problem with people asking um, exes about their current um, situation. Because you don't have to break up with it. You just need to know what you're dealing with, actually. Because nobody ever tells you on a first date who they really are, right? I have no problem. Like, if I had a, if I had a lady, I would have no problem with her asking my exes what I'm like. Because I'm big on, what am I dealing with? Not what are you telling me I'm dealing with. What am I actually dealing with? And, hey, <laughs> pass alone and say, no, nah, don't worry about it. You look cool. Plus, you play PlayStation. Come through. Incredible scenes. So I'd love to know from people. Hit us up on the MKT show on every platform. What do you think? I think Barcelona big trouble for a while. For a while. I don't just mean short term. They are in trouble for a while. Let us know. The MKT show. Something I haven't done, which is disrespectful. RIP to the career of the greatest NFL player of all time. The great Tom Brady has left the building. The best to ever do it. In the NFL. Oh, man. Seven rings. 
straight up. Tom Brady leaves as, as an individual with more Super Bowls than any other franchise. Teams don't have as many Super Bowls as this guy. <laughs> Unreal. Redefining the game. 44 years old. What a guy. And such a humble human being. It's called being a grown-up, right? Oh, man. Tom Brady's a grown-up. Aaron Rodgers, far more talented, not a grown-up. Did, did, uh, did you read his exit statements? I did. I did. I'm a big uh, NFL fan. And massive Tom Brady fan. Massive. <clears throat> Aren't you wearing the... You're wearing the Tom Brady glasses. I am you? wearing Tom Brady glasses. I've got, I've got these glasses. I've got other ones. Then they actually sent me a pair. This pair they gave me for free. Shout out Tom Brady. But then I've got the sunglasses as well. You know what I'm saying? TB12. And by the way, you should, you don't look ridiculous, but the process you have to go through to put the sunglasses on your glasses, it's a bit ridiculous. No, no, no. I've but got, it looks cool. I, no, I have sunglasses. You're talking about the, the Maverick style. Um, so I've got the clip-ons. Uh, if, if you're from the 80s and 90s, which Ryan doesn't know about because it's before 2015. Um, I do because Top Gun's one of my favorite movies of all time. So you see they've got the clip-ons on there, on, the, yeah. on their glasses. It was just, I just caught you putting them on the one day and I was like, ah, it just looks hilarious. But it's good stuff. You got to do it. No, it's uh, it's ridiculous. I respect you going after the big brands. You know what I mean. I'm a big brands kind of guy. Are you, you support someone? Yeah. No, but I didn't get these because of Brady. Yeah, right. No, no, I'm I'm serious. I've always told you this, right? Quality. Yeah. Do you think Brady's gonna put his name on something that's not quality? That's why. That's what I'm saying. Me and Brady. He's the goat. I'm the goat. You know what I'm saying. Nah, I'm not. Howard Stern's the goat. Seven rings. Greatest of all time. I just want to give a shout out to Tom Brady. He's a lesson in being whatever you do in your career, invest early. Him and LeBron James. Two lasting examples in, in American sports. Uh, I think the global sport has Cristiano Ronaldo, but it's applicable wherever you are in life. Actually, I, I, I so wish I had Tom Brady's ability to be coachable because talent's not interesting. Aaron Rodgers is way more talented. One Super Bowl. Ben Roethlisberger, way five-star athlete. Two Super Bowls. <clears throat> you know, I'll always reward, and Tom Brady is the epitome of how I try and live my life now. Because I follow Brady, I follow American sports, I, I love the narratives and psychology of greatness. And Tom Brady, the great thing about him and what he reminds me, which is something I forget often, reward character, not talent. Character travels, talent doesn't. Talent gets emotional and they want to, it wants attention and people want attention. Tom Brady says, I'm not about that. What does the coach want? What is best for the team? How do I win? That's a winning formula for life. Reward character, not talent. Because talent looks awesome up front. So it's like, to give you an, an example, we can all, you know, a good-looking person up front, you overlook the, oh, I think he was a bit rude to the waiter. She was a bit rude to the waiter. Like, oh, but jeez, look at her eyes. Tom Brady, there's a famous photo of um, of him on his first day. And he he looks like, <laughs> he looks like a dad. <clears throat> he looks like a dad when he started out. He's got the, the paunch. 
as we call it in South Africa, a bit of a belly. Doesn't look like an athlete. But he found a mentor. He was coachable. People aren't coachable. And I wish I was when I was younger. You have to be teachable. It's important. You have to be teachable in life. The great ones, all of them. Elon Musk had great mentors and teachers and listened. And then when it was time, he executed. Tom Brady was teachable. So you had the talent, but he was willing to be guided by the great um, Bill Belichick. We may never see another combination like that in sporting history ever again. Or in, in Maybe in life ever again. His ability to humble himself, because all the stories coming out now, Bill Belichick, just impossible, right? One of the smartest people in the world. So you can't be smarter than um, Bill Belichick. He grew up with a mother who, who spoke seven languages in the military, and he runs that thing like a military operation. And Tom Brady, for 20 years, sucked it all up. Got everyone in line, and now they're six deep. Six for Bill, seven for Brady. Incredible. So a lesson in life, and it's a new generation. I understand if you are Gen Z and you're millennial, you want to do what you want to do. That means you don't want to win. You don't get to do what you want to do in life if you want to win. Tom Brady, Tiger Woods, LeBron James, Cristiano Ronaldo, you don't just get to do what you want to do. If you don't want to win, that's fine. If you want to enjoy what you're doing, that's a whole different thing. Because I know a lot of young kids now live on Instagram and they put lions on their on their Instagram and stuff, and I, I find it hysterical because I work with some some of the young people and I, I watch how people move. It's like the difference between Gen Z and some people around me in general life is that the thing that makes lions great, Tiger Woods great, is not the stuff you see on Instagram. It's the mundane having to defend your territory seven days a week. Patrol your territory. Do it not because you feel like doing it. Do it because you have to do it. Tom Brady did this for 20 years. It's a life lesson, I'm telling you. This guy, go and look up Tom Brady if you don't know who he is. And if you want to win, by the way, not everybody wants to win. And also be okay with that. You've you got to know who you are. Are you willing to pay the price, as the great Shannon Sharp says? Greatness is a price you have to pay daily. Tom Brady did that for 22 years. So shout out to the GOAT. Seven Super Bowls later. America, the NFL will never see an athlete like him. I think Tiger Woods is the greatest sportsman of all time by a mile. But Tom Brady is certainly something the NFL will never see again. Quite incredible. The dominance, the, the length of dominance. I mean, my God. So shout out to Brady and shout out to everybody. His family. I love that he's a family guy as well. And he paid the price. He nearly got divorced from his wife. But shout out to him, dude. I hope um, everything he did on the field... I truly hope he's that kind of father because if he can apply himself to that part of life like he did in football, his kids are in for a for an awesome ride. Everybody needs their father. So Tom Brady, TB12. It's done, right? It's done. But this is what he, he put on um, his existing statement yesterday that I read. I just want to make a, a, a little comment on there. He said that he devoted – and it, this this – um, brought back a lot of memories of when I watched Kobe's final game. Because I watched that final game that Kobe played. I think he scored 70 points. 81. Oh, 81. Mm-hmm. And in in his um, letter, he wrote that he's dedicated the last 20 years, blood, sweat, and tears, everything that he's got into this thing. And the reason why he's retiring is because he now wants to do that as as a father, as a husband, because he's dedicated 20 years into the sport. So he feels 
it's only fair that he gives back the same amount back because the sport's given him so much. And it just it brought back so many memories of, of the people commenting on Kobe's final game. They interviewed a lot of people. And one one comment like stood out the most for me about Kobe, and you can bring it back to people like Cristiano Ronaldo, LeBron James, uh, Tiger Woods, whoever you want to relate it to. All these, all the great ones, with all the discipline, is there was one comment that said, you know, Kobe's number was twenty four because that was the amount of hours he put into not only himself but into the game. And I was like, you know. That's actually such a, it's such a thing. All, all of these sportsmen who are doing it, who are the greatest of all time, it's because their mind is in the game. Look at Cristiano, uh, at Cristiano. He's what, 37 years old? Mm-hmm. Most people use that as an excuse. I'm 37. I'm done. Cristiano's like, <laughs> light work. Mm. I'm gonna, I'm gonna play like I'm 25, even though I'm 37. You know? So I, I just saw that yesterday and I was like, you know what? What, what a guy. At least he knows. You know what? I've put everything into this. Now it's time I focus on this and let the younger guys come up. Let them have their time. And, and you know what? I, I, I celebrate that it's it's happened in the social media era. And and I resent I resent it a little bit because the thing is, on social media, you only ever get to see the highlights package. I wish I wish there was a day. Or there was a way to make like a twenty-part documentary about his whole career. I hope they had the the um, the video recorder on, the cameras on. Oh, I have no doubt they do. Because again, you need to see the mundane stuff he was doing, and this is where people fall down with discipline, especially in this era. I hear a lot of "I want to do what I'm passionate about." No, no, no. That's that's not how life works. Sorry. I know it sounds cool, and it's on Instagram, and every pop psychologist is telling you, no, no, no. Find something you're good at and decide how much of yourself you're going to put in. Because if you want to get to Brady's level, which most of us will never do, by the way, let's all accept it because we're too soft. And it's okay, by the way. It's okay. Yeah. Yeah. It, like it's, it's not okay if you want to win. Yes. It's okay to accept that you're not a winner. That's what I'm saying. Not everybody's a winner. And, and it's okay. It's okay if you want to pay, if you don't want to pay the price. It's okay if you don't want to be Tom Brady and drink kale juice for 20 years. That's okay, because you want to have champagne. It's okay. It's okay. But don't put yourself under that kind of pressure if it's not you. But for young people, I would say this. Learn from Tom Brady the value of sacrifice. If you learn anything from this man. Because you're going to have to sacrifice your family. You're going to have to sacrifice the things you you want, you like. That's all out the window. If you want to be the CEO of your marketing company, write off 15 years. You gotta write it off. Uh, there's no work-life balance. There's, th- that doesn't happen. That happens if you want to be middle management forever. That's cool. Go and get that, by the way. I know CEOs. It ain't like that. They, 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 please don't go to LinkedIn uh, and I see a lot of let's all feel good and share our statuses. If you want to be the CEO of your company, wherever you are now, and I'm talking CEO, I'm talking, you want to swim with the sharks in the next 15, 20 years, write it off now. And you've got to build winning habits now because, unfortunately, when you get into the arena, you can't train then. The warrior is already next to you or ready to fight you. You've got to be sharp by the time you get in there. Cristiano Ronaldo said, Fergie, show me how to do this thing for three years. Four years later, I'm the best player in the world. 
Ronaldo was getting ready. He was preparing himself around Vidich, around, around Ferdinand, around gigs. Gentlemen, what does it take to win? And they said, this is the only way. There is only one way to win. Do not cut corners. Do not cut corners. Tom Brady, <laughs> this guy. So it's on Instagram, I know. But unfortunately, folks, please don't think you can all be Tom Brady. Because I, I see how we're all moving towards passion and soft words, right? Passion and what I want to do. Not important. Not interesting. It'll be interesting in 15 years' time when you've sharpened your skills, which is discipline, sacrifice. People don't want to sacrifice. And you want to win. I'm like, get out of here, man. Get out of here. Tom Brady is how you win. It's called sacrifice. You sacrifice your family, your time. And the man was in pain. He's a family guy. But you got to choose. So TB12, man. I can't, I can't say enough. And I can't wait to buy his memorabilia and buy stuff um, because I'm a big fan. Big, oh, big fan. I also need to buy a bunch of stuff. Brady. I but, just want to go get like, uh, like a buck shirt because I love the NFL like fits. So I want to, I want to grab, a, I want to grab a big one of those. Uh, the NFL, what, uh, probably sold out. Oh, oh you're now, too late. Yeah, wait. No, oh, but they'll restock, don't worry. But maybe, you know, maybe you'll be in America soon. What if you meet Tom Brady? That'd be crazy. Imagine <sighs> you met Tom Brady. Ryan, I look. would get him to sign my arm and then go get it tattooed. Who would you want to, who would you rather want to meet? Um, Taylor Swift or, or Tom Brady? Now, for those who don't know at home. <laughs> I just want to quote unquote. I climbed into Ryan's uh, car. He was listening to Taylor Swift, and he said, "This lady is a poet." It's just to let you know what Ryan thinks of Taylor Swift. No, Taylor Swift is one of the greatest artists of the 21st century. And there you have it, folks. That's Ryan James Tinline Hawksley on Twitter. So, just yeah. I'm, I'm not asking this. Don't at me. You know what I mean? Yeah, I feel you, dog. <laughs> I'm asking this question quite seriously. Who who would you want to meet, Tom Brady or Taylor Swift? Big pressure here, right? Yeah. Because what if Taylor Swift? What if we meet Taylor Swift as well? That'll be sick. But what if you? What if I make you choose? You can only meet Tom Brady or Taylor Swift. I think I'd go Tom Brady. Wow! Only because. Wow, Ryan, that's unbelievable. That's the first person you've said. Massive moment here on the MKT show. It's the first person you've said not Taylor Swift for. And I, I gave you some tricky ones in the podcast. Oh, you before. did. You did. The thing is, right? Tom Brady. Now, now's the time that. That you want to meet him. Taylor Swift, I can still, you know, I can still get there. She's still, she's still going to be doing it for years and years. No doubt. But Tom Brady. <coughs> nah, that, do you think he's going to be like, he's going to be like Fergie? He's going to be like chilling at the games of the No family. ways. No, no, no. You don't think so? Mm -mm. Not a guy like that. You think mm -mm. he's done? You, mm -mm. you aren't going to see him in, watching any games in the, in the stands? Not with his family. I, th I think it's, um, How's he going to do like a boy's Sunday thing? Nah, out. Giselle, Giselle, what are we doing? Take a, take a <laughs> little. I would, I could see him even moving countries. Like, uh, you, nah, I don't think so. I, I think so because just, it's Giselle's time now. He'd want to, he strikes me as the, because smart guy, cerebral. He'd want to give his kids an international upbringing. I could see him hitting a Milan because Giselle obviously juggernaut in the fashion game just a monster i mean she's made more money than brady people are saying half a billion so i could see him doing an australia <clears throat> just give his kids five years of an international feel he's a very cosmopolitan guy if you if you look into brady um and and people like that don't stop being that guy i mean kobe bryant what's the first thing he did he went and won an oscar for writing so so people like that th that's why 
that's why people hate pe- people like Tom Brady and Tiger Woods because it's almost you can't relate to people like that. But he's all in all the time. So yeah. he's probably thinking, Giselle, we've already conquered America. You're Brazilian. What do you think? Portugal? Let's go live in Portugal and teach our kids three languages. Like, like he's, <laughs> you know what I'm in, always interested in with guys like Brady? I'm interested in if they're ready for him to come home. Because I can't imagine he's going to tone the intensity down. So the kids, why aren't you guys getting A's? What's going on here? Show yeah. me your work schedule. He's going to be that new, like, at home, stay at home dad. Or maybe not. Maybe he goes the other way. Because, so I know a really, really tough, tough former business great in South Africa. Super soft on his kids. Cause he, and I've asked him why. He says he knows the pain of suffering to win. And he says, I can see my kids. They're not it. They, they're, they're not it. And, and it's, it was interesting for me to see that he saw that. Cause you would think he would just want to crush them, you know, like, get it done. Come on. He's the, he's the, he's just like, ah, they don't have it. They're not like me. <laughs> and he's a funny guy. Like, I'll tell you. You know, even, a lot of people out here. Yeah. No, cause I'm busy. I'm, ah. uh, I'm, I'm a bit of, um, Firecracker, you know, well, I'm trying to be a firecracker. You're trying to win. I'm trying to win, but it's hard, man. I'm trying to win's hard. You got to win with the team as well. It's tough. It's tough. It's tough going, but, um, Tom Brady. Wow. What a guy, dude. What I'd do for a coffee with him. Who do you think you have a better chance of having a coffee with? Or actually, who would you prefer having a coffee with? Mm-hmm. Oh, no, Chelsea, Roman Abramovich mm-hmm. or Tom Brady? Roman Abramovich. Not even close. Is it? Not even close. Roman's my guy. I'd love to sit with him from orphan to 20 billion. So, Roman, talk to me. Oh, what's the story here, but First of all, Shalom. <laughs> what's going on here? How did you do this? How did you become Putin's guy from, from an orphanage? Tell me, this doesn't happen. Orphans don't become the most powerful man in Russia. Uh, you'll be surprised. Do you remember how, how you were saying yesterday, like a lot of people have a lot of downfalls in their life mm. and you don't know where they find that flame that downfall is the flame my godfather who's one of the most successful people i know mm-hmm. in australia right now um was an orphan yeah came uh, from nothing look I, I i don't want to start getting caught up in anecdotes no sure the numbers tell you more people from stable homes succeed than not like that's just how it works like like i'm I, no, no, my, no. I, I know the instagram cool thing to say is <laughs> like toughness shapes us but no yeah, no, no, no. no most people at like across the board in excess of 90 percent of orphans and things end up in drug abuse and on the streets that, that's so i'm not saying your uncle's not awesome and roman but don't make the exception the rule no sure your uncle's definitely the exception you know kids from saint david's with two parent homes are way more likely to become your uncle than an orphan like your uncle it's just the numbers because you, you need a network and you and also it's just life dude like you like you can't have kids that are, are brought up in certain situations if you don't have high character it's, it's tough it's tough your uncle's an, an exception I, in my opinion but maybe people listening to this will go no i've got five uncles that are like that and i say okay maybe i'm wrong but the stuff that i read says if kids if kids don't come from a stable environment by six Boy, oh boy, yeah, you, you're in for it. But maybe your uncle's the rule. Where's he living? Australia, Australia, right now. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, he's he's killing it out there. Good for him. Good for him. And by the way, there's another place. If you haven't watched our 
TikTok um, watch-alongs. I've always said Accra, Ghana. The sun is turned up to 11 there. It, uh, there's, um, shout out to MG Starboy. He says our, our ozone layer is destroyed. <laughs> By the way, we're doing another one tonight. We are doing one tonight, but I just want to say Australia. Whew, one of the hottest places on earth. Yes. Murder Easy. hot. Easy. Murder hot. 45 degrees. In Ringaronga with the Dingadonga with the Bonga Wonga in Australia. That's what they sound like. No, they don't sound like that at all. Mate, I'm off to Rongaronga in Chungawonga, mate. They've got a lot of those names, though, like Kukabra, Dingo. It's because the Australian uh, community has a tight thing with the Asian community. They help them fight peace of the war. Or I think it's, I don't know if it's more Japan. <laughs> I could be wrong, but yeah. I, I remember yeah, you, you headed the wrong way here. You, you're doing a James Ilsley. That's why. Sorry. Yeah. I just, I just remember walking through one of the, uh, things in, in, in the South side and there was a thing telling like they have these blocks on the street telling you the history of how the Asian community and, and, and the Australian community sort of work together to fight a war that happened a couple you know, years ago, whatever it was. I don't remember the exact story. It was like five years ago, but. Yeah, that, there was definitely war. But, um, yeah, Australia. So that's why they have that big, like, sort of connection. No, but that Rengaronga Dingadonga is more, um, the indigenous folks. Oh, is it? Yeah. Aboriginal folks, they call them. Yeah. Gotta have National Sorry Day in Australia. Can't hunt humans, mate. Don't do it, Australia. No, not really said sorry for that, but don't worry about it, mate. We got Shane Warren. Ringaronga, dingadonga, you know what I mean? Nice country, though. Hot, though. Too hot. Very hot. Listen, most of Australia, you can't live it. That's what most people don't know. It's all desert. All desert. And uh, Rafa Nadal says, it's no problem. I come from España, from Madrid. I play tennis with a left hand. And he's uh, 21 titles. Yeah, I'm a good player. Uh, my my hair is uh, Finnish. He's, uh, I'm a boldy. I'm, I'm a good player. Uh, Russia, he's a good player. No fuck. He had no fucks. <laughs> I'm laughing at that. Which was gracias. Also one of the greatest of all times. 100%. I love that guy. He's my favorite tennis player. Like, but, I love Roger Federer. I don't like Djokovic. Not just because of now. Way back then. Andy Murray I thought was interesting. Oh, firecrack. He owns Very a castle. <laughs> Turned a castle what? into a hotel. That is brilliant. His mom's excellent. Really? Have you not seen his mom? No. I, I remember I used to sit and watch um, uh, with with my cousin's grandfather. He would always watch the tennis and I'd go sit there and watch them. And he used to hate Andy Murray because of how he used to swear. But I think he was old school like that. Like, you know, there was no swearing. Or anything. Andy Murray was just that guy. came and said whatever he wanted. <clears throat> Hilarious. Andy movie. Murray triggers me. Because he just reminds me of the like the the people I can't stand from boarding school days where they'd say what they want and then they get smacked and then their parents come in and, and the other person gets in trouble. Like his mom is just – she's the epitome of of being around too much. You're doing too much. Like just let Andy do his thing. And if he's going to be this guy, stop defending him. Like he doesn't need his mommy. The guy's 28 years old. What are you doing? It's just because I have my own preconceived notions of it, you know. And, and my mom plays a big role in my life, but she isn't. She's the opposite of that. She's what did you do in every situation, you know? 
And because my mom's not letting it go either. You know what I mean? I'm with you. Like you, you, you messed up. I don't care what the other person did. What were, so I get, I, I love that she's close to him. I just hate the fact that she just triggered me as that lady. And I'll never forget this lady. The one in particular, the one I've told you <clears throat> when her and her husband landed. Um, after he was talking smack, right? The guy took a couple of elbows in the throat. Like, no, bro, you don't, you don't talk to Oaks like that. And Oaks properly beat this guy up. Like, properly. Like, yes. <laughs> Yo. And the thing about, about it, those environments is there's, we don't stop it. Like, unless, like, if Oaks are having conflicts, okay, Oaks, stop it. But if you're talking smack, awesome. You're on your own. Good luck. And then this guy's parents land on the field in a helicopter. He was gone at the end of that term because he got like he because I, I saw what his mentality was. He thought, oh, helicopter, boom, big announcement to everyone that everyone's going to think boss levels. I, like I could see what his mentality was. Oh, complete opposite. huh? Bad news. Everyone here is rich. Yeah, a helicopter's not news here, pal. And now you're that guy. Awesome. Then we turned the heat right up. End of the term. Uh, you, you know, I don't know if you've ever heard an HR term. Uh, his <laughs> his working environment was made untenable. <laughs> I'm not going to say any more than that. Yeah. And then he had to go. Because then he was taking... Because <laughs> let me tell you something about... <laughs> Oh my god, I'm just thinking of some of the stuff we did to him. <laughs> Terrible. But the thing about having 150 boys together, there's no bad ideas. <laughs> we deal with, because <laughs> I now realize why the worst people in the world are, are teenage boys. Because we deal, girls, are very, I don't want to make lazy stereotypes, but more emotional, which means they deal in the moment emotions. Like they think if this happens, what will the outcome of that be? And how will that affect us? Whereas guys are like, you know what? What's the worst that can happen? And now times that by 150 and every guy has six ideas. <laughs> I mean, I remember, <laughs> I remember having to talk. Oaks wanted to strap this guy on, like, so you, you could throw rope, right, around the windows to, to, like, the windows next door. They wanted to tie him to, like, the window on, like, the fourth floor. And I had to take, that's just some of the good ideas. But I had to talk Oaks off the ledge. I mean, guys wanted to get cattle prods. So there's a lot of farm boys down there. They wanted to cattle prod the guy. So you guys sound terrible. No, no, no. no. The, this oak. Was he asking for it? You don't bring your parents, bro. Uh, like you don't. Imagine Ryan, I said to you. And, and look, again, just like with the Brady thing. I tell parents this all the time. Because we live in a country now. Or we live in a time where people slide in my DMs. Because they hear me talk about boarding school with an affinity, right? Because I had a great time. I had, oh my God, just awesome. But it was built for people like me. Like, got to be a little bit douchebaggy. Got to be able to look after yourself. And 
you, you just got to be a get on with it type of person. Otherwise, it'll break you. Um, but here's the thing, bro. There are consequences in life. And just be sure, like, it's why I always tell people, whatever you do or say, I got no problem. Just be willing to live with the consequence. That's it. Can you live with the consequence? And my man, so imagine I said to you, Ryan, um, and not necessarily to you, but imagine somebody said to you, cause I can't, I, some of the stuff he said was so bad that I can't actually, I, I wouldn't want to repeat it now. But imagine I said, your mother is a bleep, 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 right? Mm-hmm. And this is about a hundred times less than what this guy was saying to a few people and the way he was talking to people. And then I got shocked when you punched me in the face. If I said, your mother is this and she's, I called her every B word, W word, you know what I mean? And I, I announced it to everyone here at Cliff Central. Imagine I, imagine I did that. Like, guys, Ryan's mother is a W, a B. Like, and then how, how would you act? Yeah, I'd be, I'd be pretty pissed. No, you put some hands on me. Like, so, you so, so he was shocked when you. No, and that's light compared to what the way yeah, he yeah. spoke to guys. Oh, then he deserves it. And also, the thing about city guys that people don't understand about farm boys. You know how here, but hey, I'm gonna clap you, but stop saying that. I'm gonna hit you. <laughs> Not farm boys. Guys, keep quiet. I lost you once. Your shenanigans carry on. I'll never forget getting sparked by one of one of these guys because I was a bit of a firecracker back in the day. My cousins grew up on a farm. I used to get in fights with them all the time. 100% because we talk too much here in the city. My cousins used to throw bicycles at each other. No, because... It's crazy. No, because it's different out there is that there it's nice because there's immediate consequences. Yeah. They got snakes. They're they, they surviving <laughs> real life. Their biggest threat isn't a, a Jaguar S-type. Yeah. You know? And it, it it makes you hard growing up on a farm. <clears throat> so I talk too much. Huh. Talked one too many times to farm boys and a couple of city acts. Yeah, they pummeled the sick. Then his mom arrived and he thought, oh. Do you know oh. where, where he went afterwards? Yeah, yeah. He, he came up to a school here in Johannesburg. <clears throat> we know. It's still a bit edgy when I see him now. Oh, do you still see him? Yeah, yeah. He's a, yeah and he's a big cheese at a big bank now. But, um, that's annoying. Why? No, when, when you really don't like someone at school who's really a total, you know, douche, <laughs> a great douche. But and listen, they, they go out and do well. We were all douchebags at 15, but my point is live with the consequences. Yeah. And they clap this guy and he had to leave at the end of the term. Cause, cause then we really ratcheted up the, the, and I wouldn't even call it bullying. It's just consequences, mate. Can't talk to people a certain kind of way. And also, if you're going to be in that environment, Live with everything. Cause in that environment, we all going at it. It's, uh, Lord of the Flies. If you haven't, if you don't know of it, come with your story straight. Boarding school, not for everybody, but a hoot of a time. The, 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 it's, it's imagine a house party every single day of your life. It's a house party every day of your life until about matric. Then you got to start taking it a bit seriously. That's hilarious. No, it's a house party every day of your life. And by the way, anything is possible. So whatever you think you've thought about in life, guys will do it. Cause I have had, uh, what's it? 
mumbers in my bed. Real life snakes. I'm talking real life consequences here. In a, bo- in a box. <laughs> no, no, just, no, just to scare you. Like, no, no, I, no. if you're talking too much smack, the guys will put. M- my dad often tells me about his days in the army as well. Also sounds pretty much the same. Yeah, it's a slight difference. We couldn't die at the end of it. Yeah, yeah well. A little bit different. But. But I mean, the, also you with 150 guys. The cum laddies. <laughs> It's it's terrorists. It's a bunch of terrorists, though. Yeah. Because after, after a while, you start to... It's a band of brothers, right? Yeah. And again, I've told this story before. <clears throat> the housemasters know what we're up to. we got to manage them. And the greatest part of, of that was you learn to manage authority really well. Because you think you know what you're doing in, like, Form 1. And then it's like, ah, these guys knew, man. Damn. You start to get better at it. Then you start to see who else, who's in with what teachers. Cause we need, we all need certain things from certain departments. Okay. Who's, who's bullies come often? Dude, tell your bully to bring this whiskey when he comes. Cause we see, you know, some of the farm boys, Oaks, get the biltong for so and so. Cause we know next week St. Anne's is having a thing. We know that we got to speak to, I can't say the guy's name cause he's still at, at the school now. We need to speak to my man. So that he turns other like like the, the, these are the things that are happening at all times. Manage the community. You got to manage authority and uh, the mandem. Shout out to this guy, smacked in the face for being uh, a d bag. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> but it happened a lot, by the way. So it wasn't just him. Happened to in my first year, I think six left. Yeah, yeah. Don't be a d bag. Same care teacher. Ryan, are you a New Year's resolutions person? No, I'm done with that now. This year or you mean in life? No, I used to. And then I was just like, what's, what's the point of this whole thing? Like, cause no one ever sticks to them. So you know what? Just take, <coughs> take it easy and, uh, you know, set goals, but, um, I'm not going to go and depress myself if I don't get through them all. You know what I mean? I don't know what you mean. You haven't really answered my question. No, I said no. So you're not a New Year's resolution. Okay, cool. So, so you're like, your, your year is fine. It's going however it's going. Yeah. I've got, like, I've got an idea of where I want it to go. Mm-hmm. But I mean, New Year's resolutions, I don't know, to lose weight and go for jogs every day or whatever. It's not my thing. So, <laughs> it's not realistic. No, because if I can fit it in, I will. But I do know with, you know, with what we do, my time isn't exactly, you know, every day is different depending on what we do. Like, you know, tonight we have TikTok. We have the podcast now. I don't know. We could, we have a lot of other stuff coming up. So I just, you know, depending on the day, I can try and get it done. But I don't, I don't want to depress myself if I can't get things done. Sure. Got a bit of, I get anxious. Oh, a bit of anxiety. Yeah. Yeah, goals are tough. <clears throat> okay. Are you? No, no, no. I'm a, I'm a goals person. But, um, yeah, I mean, my goals were done in November. So, 
do you, do you care about my process? Because I do have a process. Yeah, let's hear it. So every October, I write down my set of goals for the next year. Then I have a person I take them to. She's a good gauge, big enough, small enough, realistic, because she knows me well. Will I do it? <clears throat> then I take it up a step. There's somebody else. I take it up. I say, this is all in October. Then by the 1st of November, I've run it up to the head office by the man I respect more than anybody. Take it to him. We have some very realistic goals or, or, or conversations because he doesn't mince his words at all. <clears throat> and by November the 1st, for the last five years, I've got my goals for the next year, fat and set. So, so no, I'm not, I, I, and I've never been a New Year's resolution person, but yeah, I'm very, very goal, goal orientated. Timelines, goals, times. But anyway, that's. No, but I, you see, I can respect that, but I'm talking about like, you know, I'm going to cut this out this year. Yeah. Like, in terms of, I'm, I'm not going to get takeaways for whatever or, you know. Yeah, like that, that kind of stuff irritates me. I, I like the stuff you're talking about. Like career goals, life goals, you know, you have a process. No, I, I respect that. But, but, but again, it's not, it's not, it's tough, you, you know, especially the times we've lived in now. <clears throat> Cause I'm, so I don't understand when people don't have goals, but this person I'm telling you about said, so we had a bit of a situation with uh, a lady that works here last year and, the lady I told you I take it to first. So I, I had a bit of an issue with a lady who works at Cliff Central about timekeeping. <clears throat> right? She said something awesome to me. She said, wow, you're the most selfish person in the world. Because I was upset with this and it was on, we had it on Gareth Cliff's show, right? And she said to me, wow, you really are the most selfish person in the world. And I was like, but what do you mean? Why wouldn't anyone want to be just disciplined and get there in time? And she said, no, you haven't asked that person what their life goals are. You you just presume she wants what you want. She said, wow, do you realize how selfish you are? And I was like, oh, wow, that's an incredibly smart way to look at it. Because then it reduces my tension as well. Okay, people don't want what I don't want if they're not doing what I'm doing to get it. Oh, awesome. Why am I getting caught up in that? Eating up my time. And also, why am I imposing that on someone else? If people want things, then just go get it. Simple. But, but anyway, so so my my other point was that we live in a time where <clears throat> hmm, how can I put this? It's really hard to actually do the things you say you're going to do, and it's getting even harder because there's so many distractions now, and. With the way I roll, it's quite easy for me to get on top of people because I don't really have much distracting me. So there's also a thing to say, mm, do your thing, man, you know, which is hard, but people must do their thing. Um, and we, we live in a difficult time. I mean, this pandemic hasn't been easy for people and they don't really have feedback. So, so maybe these things are just even if people are happy for two weeks, maybe you let them have it. You know what I mean? <clears throat> but it's tough because I also understand when you set stuff as in quote-unquote quote goals 
and you're not realistic and you just like you saying what did you say just now like takeaways or whatever i'm not having yeah, takeaways yeah, for just, three months or, or whatever it may be yeah, yeah. short-term stuff you know what i mean and then you 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 come short then the motivation shrinks because people get down on themselves i'm very hard on myself yeah you know what it is i think especially if you haven't been exposed to discipline before mm. for extended periods of time people aren't good at the discipline part because <clears throat> it's quite boring waking up at the same time every day is super boring i understand that now i didn't understand for a while because i'm like why don't people just do this because i know the benefits but then i was like oh wait people aren't enjoyment ah three months maybe not even. People can do it for a month. Ah. After that, chicken's boring. It's not only for enjoyment uh, most of the time. Because, like, for example, before I started working here, I, I worked a job I didn't particularly like. Mm-hmm. And I, I worked it for a long time. But I would stay up late. Two, three, four, sometimes five in the morning. Even with friends, we would work. On, you know, stuff that now I'm doing now, but I just so wanted into that life <coughs> that I was like, you know what? I know this isn't, I'm because I have work in the morning. Mm-hmm. I have to go to a client and do whatever I had to do there, but I really wanted where to do what I'm doing now. Mm. And so I would stay up till four in the morning working on projects, working on, you know, reference sites, uh, all all things to do like that. So. I don't particularly think people do it for enjoy. I think it depends on the person you are. But I do understand the discipline in why you should wake up at a certain time, do certain things. No, sure. I, I mean, I'm not sure we're making the same point there. <clears throat> what I mean is people want to see the value in doing something because there must be an immediate payoff. Like oh, I see. If you drink Coca-Cola, the sugar's in your mouth now. And I understand that instant credit because – Wait, you know, you know, if you, if I say to you, so I always say to people, look at, I, I, I always set this challenge, challenge for people because people will ask me, by the way, but, but now I ignore DMs now. So for, for those of you, by the way, who listen to the podcast and ask me, what would you recommend for discipline? I, I always have the same rule, but I've, I started ignoring it about four months ago. Oh, it's just too painful because people don't, people don't want to do it. So I always say, okay, take, Take your clock and set the time for five o'clock in the morning. For 90 days in a row, wake up at five o'clock. I don't care what you're doing and do that because what that'll tell you is it'll give you some good, honest feedback because you can't make excuses with your watch, with your clock, with your phone or whatever it may be. You know what I mean? There's no, my sister, this, the, if you don't charge your phone, that's your fault. You know you needed your alarm. Why didn't you charge your phone? I don't want to hear your excuse. Charge your phone. And if you don't, if you want to go to real extreme responsibility, as Jocko Willink says, my point is, if you want to know how disciplined you are, test yourself for um, 90 days, right? And however many days you don't wake up at 5 o'clock for, Test it. You can test it. You can test how, what kind of relationship you are in with yourself and discipline. And you mark it off. Ah, I was a bit tired. I got up five past five. Ah, 
didn't do it because last night I went out for wine or whatever. And then you can get to know where you are with yourself over 90 days. It's good feedback. It's clean feedback. There's no, because ultimately you'll have no excuse. Nobody said you have to go for wine with your friends. Nobody said you have to go to that party. But if you're not willing to sacrifice for 90 days, I know you're not serious. So it's why I started ignoring it. I'm like, people don't care, which is a pretty dim view to take. But I'm just like, I know. Like, if you can't do that, you're not willing to do the stuff it takes to run a 100K race. Like, get serious. Get serious. You know, which is a pretty douchebaggy position to take. But, you know, after a while, I'm not Nelson Mandela. I do get tired. I'm not a very patient person. If you want to do it, do it. If you don't, don't. And both ways is fine, by the way. Do it. Don't do it. Excellent. <laughs> That's where I am right now. So life. have you been getting a lot of DMs about I, I used this? to. I used to. I used to. Um, I, I still get them, but now I, I just don't even reply. I see. Yeah. But I used to. I used to, I, I, I used to get, I think more when I started on Gareth's show, because I think some people were trying to test me. Because I can see sometimes and it's like, mm, is he really like that? Does he really do this? I see. And I'm like, yeah. I'm, no, I'm, I can I'm really like this. I can tell everyone on the podcast. I can verify all of this. MKT's as disciplined and as straight up every day. Same thing. It's why it's why you have I, the same breakfast. Yeah, you have the. I don't know about your lunches change, but it's it's all the same sort of standard. It's all healthy stuff. Mm-hmm. You you like your own space. I picked that up. Mm-hmm. So whenever I come into work, I jump on and do the things, you know, social media or whatever. Mm-hmm. I leave you to do your thing because I know when we go to the show, showtime, you jump on, it's, it's all good. But then I can see, like, you need to be home before 8. You need to – what time do you eat at night? I assume you eat early. I try to. I try to not like eat six. two hours before bed. So so the the, the neuroscience and the – um, physiologists say you shouldn't eat two hours before bed and get good sleep. So I, I try and be in, I try and be in bed by eight, like unless we're doing stuff. Obviously, that's a different question. But I, I, I try and be in my bed at eight because sleeping for me is a process. I don't think, like, I don't bed. Do you not struggle with sleep? Not at all, not at all. Because so I went to a sleep specialist about six years ago now. And we tracked my day for nine months. Cause I, I was genuinely, I couldn't sleep. God, it was a nightmare. And I'm, I like high performance. So, so everything I do is about peak performance now for me in life. I don't care about enjoying it. I don't care about what it's like. All I care about. So I do my bloods every three months is not how do I feel? I care what's happening. So I take my bloods, take it to a physiologist, take it to, uh, and I mean, a couple of years ago, I didn't, I even did my gene mapping just so I could really get to the core of, of it. But I care about peak performance. And the one thing that I had wrong was sleep. And sleep's a science. Like I know people think it's crazy because it doesn't feel right. It's just something we have to do, but you can optimize your sleep. There are very clear, very, and I've done it. And, and I, I don't mean I've done it with a crystal healer. Through reading neuroscience research, working with this lady was a neuroscientist and sleep specialist. Um, and it changed the game for me. If you can get the quality sleep, ay, ay, ay. Ay, ay, ay. 
you become unstoppable. Well, I feel unstoppable. Since I, since I started taking sleep seriously, if I can give anyone any advice of where to start with discipline, find a way to get not sleep. Alcohol is not a solution. Pills are not a solution. You don't get good sleep. Because people go, yo, bro, so like I just, I need a whiskey and then I go to bed and I'm flipping knocked out. You're not getting any REM. You have to get REM sleep. And the neuroscience is quite interesting. This is a sports show, by the way, the MKT show. You, you haven't crossed over to, to another thing. But neuroscience is quite interesting. Your sleep cycle happens in 90-minute dips, right, or cycles. <clears throat> so 90 minutes, you come out of the deep sleep, you go back in it. But that's if the circadian, circadian rhythm is correct. So you can optimize your sleep, and I'm telling you, oh, my goodness, if you can optimize your sleep, It'll change your family life. It'll change your personal life. It'll change how you feel about yourself. It'll, and most importantly, you'll make more money. You, you just will be more productive. But you're going to have to reshape your entire life. That's, um, that's what you, that's what you're going to do. You know? Yeah. No, I, I struggle with it. I won't lie. But it's, but I, I did read something the other day that <laughs> said we spend half our life sleeping. The least you should do is get good sleep. And I was like, wow, when you put it into perspective like that. Yeah. And there's premium sleep, by the way. But you have to fix the rest of your life in order for that to happen. So bad bad news. Booze, got to go if you want to sleep optimally. Got to get rid of the booze. Not a good way to get sleep. Pills, mm. got to go. Not a good way to get sleep. You need <laughs> REM sleep. And if, you, if you're taking all of those things, whatever's bringing you anxiety in life, Deal with it. If you don't, can't sleep. Can't sleep, can't work. Can't work, anxious. But take some time. You gotta be gotta be patient, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. And uh, you gotta put a plan in place and it's it's not easy. It's not easy. But to anybody who is going through the most right now, it is tough. It is tough. You gotta at some stage though, you do need to kind of wrestle that beast down and say it's okay to feel anxious and scared and whatever. That's okay. It's perfectly normal. At some stage, you're going to have to say, what am I going to do about it? Because because then then you start to get to the interesting part, which can take time. It takes time. It's not. Uh, I don't think it's a linear thing. You know what I mean? I don't mm-hmm. think it's like, what am I going to do about it? Boom. I'm doing something about it. You know what I mean? I'm Oprah now. <laughs> it's just not that way. Just in that way. Anyway, Ryan, we are a sports show. Mm. Um, what you got for me in the social media? So, Keegan Peterson has been ruled out of the New Zealand tour testing positive for COVID. Ah, it's terrible. And he, he played really, really well in that India series. Um, turned it around. Uh, turned those both test matches around with two brilliant innings, along with Dean Alga's great innings to, to win it at the Wanderers as well. Mm. So, that's sad. Uh, by the way, two test match series is not a series. It's, it's, it's malarkey. <laughs> it's hilarious. Uh, so what, are we going to New Zealand? Sorry? Are New Zealand coming here or are South Africa going to New Zealand? They're going to New Zealand. That sucks. They say uh, Zubar Hamza has been named his replacement. In Zubar Hamza, okay. That's all right. Because um, he's the third, isn't it? Man, that sucks. Peterson, yeah. and he did so well. Yeah, he was doing well. But hey, listen, we've got to learn to live with COVID now. It is what it is. Ah, shucks. And it's, it's only two tests. It's pointless taking him there. And then he's still going to have to isolate and test and whatever. 
and New Zealand so tight. Oh, oh wait, they probably won't even let him in because Jacinda stopped her, I think, her wedding because someone in like Auckland had COVID. Remember that? Yeah. Like in where she doesn't live, she postponed her wedding. She doesn't right. even live in the place where the person had COVID. What a wild time to be in New Zealand right now. That is wild. No, it's just a tiny place where it's always raining. <laughs> like, thank God we could have rugby. They probably say in New Zealand. <laughs> Like what else? Like oh my god! Oh, Sometimes man. I love living in South Africa. It's just like that's hilarious. Like the rules are just a suggestion, and it's it's probably you know again you've got to be like us, like middle class, and have a home. But that's okay. I'm gonna stop saying that because that's just presumed everywhere in the world, right? Mm. Like if you have a home, South Africa has been the best country in the world to be in for lockdown. Yeah. Like I know we whinged a bit at the beginning. It's been vibes. But are you kidding me? Restaurants were open for 3.5 seconds exactly in South Africa. Packed. Like, not even packed. Chockers, but. Yeah. And no masks. Like, yeah, mask and lady at the door sanitizer. No, get that thing out of my face. How's it, Ah, Janine, how's that? Woo! South Africa is a wild place, guys. That is a wild place. I love South Africa. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> I, I, like... We we probably are, are two vibes, but God, I love South Africans. I wonder if it's as fun in other countries. Like, are there memes as on point as ours? Because <coughs> our country, in terms of memes and with the way we handle things, like we laugh at things. Like we don't moan anymore. Like we've reached that point. We know things in the country are terrible, but now we just laugh. We're like, oh, is really? Wow, you know. That doesn't shock me. You know what's awesome about South Africa that I haven't encountered anywhere else? <clears throat> Even America doesn't have this because they've got a monoculture and language, right? We've got so many tribes, right, and so many worldviews that clash every day. Like as big as America is, like I don't care if you're from Pittsburgh or New York, your accent's a little bit different, but you, you, you both speak English. You know what I mean? Like here – You've got a Tosa sense of humor. You've got a Vanda sense of humor. You've got an Afrikaans sense of humor. You, like it's all different angles looking at the same thing from a different lens. And it is hysterical because we all smash. It's a, like a, the great super collider in turn. It, it's like the super collider, especially Johannesburg, right? But then you throw in a little bit of Nigerian in there because we've got a lot of the Nigerian communities here, Zimbabwean, Malawian. So we, we have such a cosmopolitan mix. That's allowed to say stuff, you know, whereas in America, it's all in English. It's all from really CNN or Fox view. Yeah, you hear guys talking about their grandmother who was a witch (laughs) and nobody dismisses that here. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like you'll hear about an Afrikaans in the West Rand who was part of a cult. But nobody dismisses that. It's like, whoa, tell me more about that. Yeah, Yeah. And then people then and then why didn't you? You know what I mean? Yeah. But but also, <laughs> South Africa is very location-based. Like, I don't know if you've ever seen the memes um, just before the school holidays. Like, how the Durban people hate Joburgers because as soon as, like, well, I don't know about COVID, but before then, whenever it came up to holidays, Joburgers went to Durban and would pile in there. The Valleys. Yeah. And I'll never forget, <laughs> there was, like, a meme that went around that said... Um, Something along the lines of uh, Durban girls secure your man because the Jobo <laughs> girls are on their way. <laughs> oh, really? Yeah. No, it gets wild. And then 
Then of course you have the Cape Town people. Yeah. And oh, just the mix, like, because obviously I'm I'm speaking from the English perspective. Sure. It's just hilarious seeing how territorial we are as South Africans because like don't ever confuse like a Joe Burger with a Cape Town. No, with like a Cape Townian person. It's just not a thing. Like when I'm in Cape Town, I look like I'm from Joburg and there's a reason for that. And I'm proud of that. Yeah. But I just love how like everyone just all over South Africa, you know, like don't come here, whatever. You go there, ah, it's a problem there, whatever. Like the banter about all the different places, hilarious. And what I love is it's all in different cultural languages. Yes. Again, in America, I know there's ATL, like Atlanta has its own style of rap, right? The West Coast has a very distinctive rap sound, East Coast, but it's all in English. It's, it's all like monocultural, you know? Like here, some of the things I hear, like, so for those who don't know, I'm, um, my, my father's Tosa and my mother's Sepedi, but I have a vendor ele- element, uh, with my grandmother. And I had a, my grandfather on my father's side was Khoisan, like purebred Khoisan, right? So there's all these elements of how we view these people. And, and then you also bring the Western narrative onto it, you know? It's like, I have a very rural family who now have to live by Queen Elizabeth's rules. It just creates incredible humor, you, you know? And then it also, <clears throat> so let's go into the subdivisions. In South Africa, again, migrant culture. But in my family, we were the first in my family to live in the suburbs. So when my cousins come in, I'm viewed as a certain type of black person. And the, <laughs> and the humor within that is the best for me. I love it. I, it used to make, <laughs> make me very insecure when I was younger because they'd say like Lahore, you know, which is a white person um, for those who don't know. Um, or Umlung. And I've heard them. So, so I used to get very insecure when I was younger about it because obviously as a child, you just want to be accepted by your cousins and nephews and nieces and, and people around you. But I didn't understand it until I was like, I, I embraced it basically after high school. You know what I mean? Like 13. All right. Well, this is what it is now. You know, I'm, I'm just, I sound like this. Who's not a what, but I sound like a what. Like so, Mpeezy. No, no one's as white as Mpeezy. We'll talk about him. Right. Although I think I may have found a black man whiter than Mpeezy, but probably not the time. You know what I'm saying? Um, but but I like you said to your point, South Africa is just electric because there's so many layers. As a white person, there's a there's a Santon type of white person. Oh yeah. There's a Santon type of Afrikaans poppy white person. There's a Yenta. There's a Jewish type of Santon person. There's a English type of high living Santon. There's all sorts of speak. And then you take it even within the Jewish community, within the white community, English speaking white community. There's different types of people in the suburbs. Yeah. Ryan, you're from West Rand. Like, I can tell you're not from northern suburbs. You see, I, I've, I'm a lot like that. I don't think of the different cultures and things. I, I base what you are like where you're from. So, like, we had a couple of friends in college who were from the south. Uh-huh. Listen, you don't go to the south. Uh, you, were they Briacus? Yeah, yeah. Listen, there was, I'll never forget, there was a shooting at, uh, at, uh, at the Glen. Which is a mall in the south. Uh-huh. And I read this and I was like, my friend Marco is going there. I was like, are you really going to go there? He's like, this is another day. Yeah. <laughs> and I was like, this, you guys are crazy. You're living out here. We have a couple of colleagues from the east. I'm like, no, no, no. Whoa. No chance. I, like, unless I, there's no, business. But you, you're a bit of a hypocrite. You went on a date in the, in the, in the east. Yeah, but that wasn't my, 
That but wasn't I, up to me. Oh, you were under duress, yeah. Well, I wasn't under duress. I just didn't, you know, the east was far. And I was like, so I was going to drive all that way out. I was like, it's just easier if I just go there. Because I've been there for business. It was close to where I, I did some work. So I do know the east. I just don't like it. There's like, who has one-way streets? Cape Town. Yeah, no, that that is true. But I don't drive in Cape Town. I only get Uber. Uber Black. Uber Black. Uber Black. Yeah. No. So, no. But so I, I base a, a, a lot on 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 location. So like, if you're from Cape Town, ah, get out of here. <laughs> but, but even you and I, right? I mean, we come probably from the same relatively income household. But because you live in the west and I grew up in the northern suburbs. Our lives were really no different. We probably had the same food, same access to things, same housing, and we're so different. Yeah. Like even the way, because the West End, in the, you see, for you, you're going the South. I'm going. Yeah, the oaks are wild in the West End. Ryan says, "What are you talking about? No, we're from the Vusra. No, we just, you know what I mean. Whereas I go, heavens, <laughs> oh my word. And it's funny because even okay, so that's just locations, yeah. right? Yeah. Then of course you get schools. Oh, yeah. Which is why I rag Senzor. It's from St. David's. So, St. So, David's is like... But what? we must explain it to people yeah, uh, yeah. globally. So for some uh, international <laughs> listeners that don't know, like sc- what school you went to in South Africa is such a big thing. It is. It's huge. De- it, it defines a lot of your character. And I've asked girls, by the way, it makes a huge difference once you tell them what school you went to. And, and I've asked them because, uh, yeah, I'm the type of person who I will ask you. Like, what's the vibe? And it makes a difference. No, it does. But but anyway, go ahead. No, so we have like, <clears throat> you have like the really, really high-end schools and then you have the really bad schools. And they can be both, look, there are good private schools and there are terrible private schools. Like don't don't assume just because it's private, it's terrible. You also get your public schools, you get good ones and you get really bad ones as well. So like, you know, James, what is this? He's a Saints boy. Saints Saints guy. Ah, you see, Saints. You have to have money to be in, in, in Saints. That's Yupp, why. Yuppies, yeah. Yuppies, yeah. Even, even your school. Oh, allegedly. What allegedly. is your school? Allegedly. No, no. Which school is it? Allegedly. Allegedly. Top end South African school. Allegedly. And that's why it's funny. Like, I also had, uh, friends, like my friend Jay, uh, Jason and, and his brother, Brad. They, they went to Maragon. Maragon's another school in, uh, it's close to Ramsach. In the so Ramsach that, area. That's in the West Rand. Maragon. Maragon. You've never heard of Maragon? Sounds like an Australian. No, have you never heard of Maragon? Like an Australian. Although now it's just been bought out by um, what's that? Uh... Wait, well, what do you mean bought out? No. Oh, oh, is it one of these schools that are a business? Like oh, all schools are, bu- get out of here. All schools are business. Uh, yeah, but you're not buying Saint Stidians. That's what I mean. So no, well, Maragon was bought out, and now it's changed its name. Okay, but to... sorry, just to explain to people the difference again here, Ryan. Not buying Sensidians. So there's a different level of in- when I hear that because of the type of school I went to, like no one's buying our school. It's not happening. So you'd have to have like forty billion dollars or whatever. No, they bought it. No, I know, but it's the small institution is what I'm saying. Like, no. You know, you know, no one's buying Sensidians. I want to let you know right now. Like, no, I'm not talking about Sensidians. I'm saying they bought Maragon. Now they've changed their name. So so what's Maragon? You haven't told me that. So Maragon have you never heard of Mar it's it's like the fanciest school in the West Rand. <laughs> No, I used to tease my I used to tease um, my friends Jane Brad. I was like, "Listen, you guys had lunchboxes delivered by helicopter to just get out of here." You but know what I mean? Isn't it interesting that you say in the West Rand again? That lets no, people well, know. I thought it was I thought it was in South Africa, but clearly you don't even know about it. How do you not know about Maragon? 
Marathon Saint Stadiums. Oh, so now it's called Crawford. So now oh, Crawford, so Crawford bought. bought. I guess that's one of those types of schools. Yeah. Okay, you see, that's too. No, it is proper. Like only the best uh, costs an outrageous amount of money per year. I had I had friends of ours actually went there. And I think they went there for two years and they, they quit. They were like, they went to Krugerstorp High afterwards. They were like, these people are so rich. All they can talk about is money. Sure. And their yuppie like problems. Yeah. The area. Yeah. And they, they went to Krugerstorp, which is like an eighth, not even maybe a tenth of what, what, uh, Marigon used to cost. Well, you just got to. Why you don't know about Marigon? But why would I know about that? Is it like Crawford? Because I, I thought all you yuppie school no, guys no, 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 no. There's, together. That's not yuppie. But this is a good example exactly. of how, like, like I hang out with Michael Houseworx. Michael House. So I've heard the name. I just oh, don't yeah. know. So, like, I know Saint David's Kes boys are the worst. All the <laughs> girls loved Kes boys. Which girls? Well, from my school. I mean, I don't have to say North this. Cliff as well. I don't have to say this, but Senzo has told everyone. Even though I'm 35, I, I do still feel good. But back in the day. I'm sure you you know the story I'm going to tell, right? No, good. Senzo Steba will tell you because Senzo went to St. David's, a, a high level institution, richest square mile in Africa, right? Yuppie, yuppie, yuppie. <clears throat> oh, to the final level. But they all knew when we came home on the holidays. They knew when the guys came home from the Natal Midlands. <laughs> Come on now. I, I did hear this conversation. We had this conversation that And other even day. Senzo said it. Yeah. No, he knew when, because everyone knew the big dogs once at school holiday. <laughs> No. See, you guys just assumed you were big dogs. No, no, no. Everyone knows. Everyone knows when Hilton College boys roll oh, in. Oh, you see, there it, it is. Hilton different. College. No, no, no. Everyone knows. Ryan, it's, uh, we didn't think that. There's only one Hilton College. Everyone knows. It's premium in Africa. Africa, not just South Africa. People keep saying that. It's the number one school in Africa. Has been for the last 30 years. What no. school did you go to? Drop mm. us. No, I'm, I'm saying uh, to the people. audience. Drop us. Where did you go to school? And how did you feel like what was what was the vibe at school? Like is it yuppie school like MKT and, and Senzo with the Saint David's and, and James actually. Saints. James must have been so bullied. It's a bit hilarious. I'd love to ask him about it actually. No, he hated school. No, look, I also hated school and I didn't go to a bad school. I went to King's school. There's like four of them. But like it wasn't on the same level as like a Saint Stidians. Saint Stidians is like Really nice, but St. David's is like your, and then Hilton. Ah. They know. The thing is, <laughs> that's why I don't really talk about it often. It's like the lion doesn't have to announce that I'm the king. Yet. Oh, here we go. One roar, people scatter. Folks, this is a great example of how much school matters. But people know. They know that once it's it's a form of your identity. Yeah. Even now. Like, I hate saying it. Like, I don't say it anymore. People, like, fish it out of me, and then you say it, and it changes the temperature of the room. I'm like, I don't want to be this guy. Let's just all get along. You know what I mean? Because you know. Because they know. And Peasy, also. Saint, hey! St. David's or? St. David's, yeah. yeah. But he's... Yeah, you can He's tell. so Santon. Peasy's so Santon. <laughs> Isn't he? <clears throat> yeah. So I grew up in a live over here. There's lots of private security everywhere because we're so dangerous. Yeah. <laughs> You've been to a lover, right? Uh, it's like where the president lives. No, I have. Um, <clears throat> no, literally, the president has a residence in a lover. It's, it's ridiculous. No, it's the, it's the richest square mile in Africa. The, the where St. David's is. Baller. Like, there's ballers. 
And then there's Elova. You see, all of my schools, we had to use the community pools. The, 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 there's a community pool in every house. See what I mean? I do know. I do see what you mean. PZ. All right. Speaking of which, in PZ in Paul Magali, your mom's fave yellow bone will join us tonight. It is AFCON semifinals. It is business time. So please uh, feel free to join us tonight uh, on the TikTok. We're on TikTok and uh, hashtag where all fans play, they say. So come and join us uh, for an awesome time because tonight's going to be hysterical. Uh, put a bet down. Let us know. Are you betting? Who are you betting with? Who are you betting against? How much are you betting? Let me know because I, I want to know. Slide in my DMs. I'm MKT Inspires. Uh, Ryan is Ryan James Tinline on some platforms. He's Hawksley on some platforms. I mean, the guy can't make his mind up. But West Rand Oaks, what are you going to do? They'll make a good bribe, but they, they don't know how to have the same handle. On okay. Ryan, good stuff today, Bob. Yeah, good stuff to you too, man. Looking swag. Uh, he's wearing the salmon cutoff sleeve with the tattoos. Have to. Guts to do it. Guts. It must be done. Guts to do it. Must be done, right? Great stuff. To you at home, ladies and gentlemen, I hope you are having a fantastic day wherever you are. Hope you set some goals. It's one month down. Even if you fall short, you know what I mean? The aim, as they say, we don't change the destination. We just change the plan. So I hope whatever you're doing this afternoon, you're working towards it. Hopefully in your relationship with your family. That's the important stuff. Don't worry about money. Don't worry about the, the job that you, you have to do that. Hope you're working on stuff with your relationship. Make your relationship better. You know, with your son, with your brother, with your next door neighbor, whoever it may be. These are the things that matter to me. Try work on my family relationships this year a little bit. But whatever needs attention in your life, I hope it's getting the attention it deserves. And remember, you are number one. Give yourself the attention that you give to everybody else and the rest will fall into place. My name is MKT. And for now, the MKT show is the hell out of